You're tuning in to the Wild, Weird, and Sometimes Normal podcast. If you have a story or a guest recommendation that you think others need to hear, email me at wildweirdandsometimesnormal at gmail.com. Let's get this started. Alex and Brett, kick it! Wild. And sometimes normal. On this episode, I'm joined by Tyler Campbell, who you may know from the Men of Misfortune podcast. We have a great time as we go around the conspiracy horn and discuss it all. Cryptids. UFOs, nuclear war on Mars, who sank the Titanic and why. We also discussed cults and what happens after you die. We recorded this on a Friday night and turned it into a happy hour party. My language gets saltier the more the episode goes on, so maybe skip playing this one in front of your kids. Check out Tyler's socials. Keep an eye out for his new podcast in January 2024 and let him know you heard him on Wild and Weird. Enjoy the show. Are you looking to buy a home in New Jersey, escape the city and move to the suburbs, finally purchase that vacation home on the lake or down the shore? Maybe you're one of the lucky ones who are retiring and moving out of state. If so, let me help you. Keller Williams and the Real Estate Professional Group have what you need to make your goals come true. Reach out and have a conversation with someone who will put you first. Contact Brian McCoach at 856-321-1212 or email McCoach at kw.com. Are you looking for CBD for your pet? My friends at Pure Pet Wellness have what you need. They use the highest quality ingredients. While other companies may use synthetic oils in their CBD, Pure Pet Wellness uses organic ingredients. Organically grown hemp, organic coconut oil, organic shea butter, organic beeswax, and that's just to name a few. A family-owned and operated company that also offers fast shipping. Go to purepetwellness.com for all your pet's CBD needs and use the discount code WILD and WEIRD at checkout. That's WILD, A-N-D, WEIRD. Treat your animal right. Go to purepetwellness.com. Welcome to another episode of WILD, WEIRD, and Sometimes Normal. I'm your host, Brian, and tonight my guest is Tyler from the Men of Misfortune podcast. Welcome, Tyler. Hey, thank you, Brian, for having me on. What's going on, man? Nothing, man. I appreciate you coming on. That's great. How are you doing tonight? Oh, not too bad. A little tired, a little, little worn out. The week's been a little rough, but I'm really excited to do this. So, uh, you know, I, I can't thank you enough for inviting me. We've been planning this for a couple of weeks now. So I am so excited to sit down, get to meet you, get to know you, and it's going to be a good ass time. I'm excited, man. It's going to be great. So Men of Misfortune, shows are out, shows are coming out. What have you guys talked about in the past? What gets you excited? Oh, man, cults. I cults? am a huge cult serial killer fan. Nice man. Um, so when we started Men of Misfortune, it's uh, it's one show with three different series or topics. Uh, we talked about anime, true crime, and bizarre news stories. Now the news stories are always fun because you know you got a group of your buddies and you're like, you want to hear about this dipshit from Florida who tried to stick his hand in an alligator's mouth while smoking a meth pipe. It's like, <laughs> it's funny. Always Florida. Always Florida. Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Like we wouldn't have had a show if it wasn't for Florida. Anime is something that I have been watching since I was uh, like 
nine or 10. Like it's been pretty much a huge influence in my life. If you <laughs> ever see my house, it's, it's covered wall to wall. My shower curtains, cowboy bebop, my fucking bedrooms got shit all over it. But yeah. And then true crime, true crime has always been a huge fascination of mine. I, I love learning about the wars. Like world war two is like something I really focus hard on. I don't know why it's something that really drags me in serial killers and cults and some of the cults that i learn about it's it's more about the the people that get so invested into it even after the cult's been broken like i just had an interview i want to say last month with somebody from the uh lds religion the church of latter-day saints and uh, it was a brother and sister team one was out of the religion and the other one was still in and he's like i've i've you know, torn off the 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 veil and I see what's wrong, but I'm still in it. And it's like, why? Why are you still here? And I, you know, that stuff is so interesting to me. I just had an interview on Wednesday with a woman who was in the LDS, a Mormon, and she referenced it as a cult. Mm -hmm. And then as we were talking, so you know, I've seen the South Park episode, you know, that's that's all you need to know, right? That that's I'm yeah, not, I'm it's, it's, it's hundred percent true. It's hundred percent true, even though it's satire, it's hundred percent true. So, but she's telling me, you know, that John Smith, and maybe it was in the South Park, and it's been years since I've seen it, but John Smith was a Freemason. Joseph. I'm sorry, Joseph Smith. Yeah. Joseph Smith was a Freemason, and also he was an occultist. So he took mm -hmm. these two pieces of the religion, spun them together, then added some outer layers, and now you have Mormonism. So she was upset that she, well, one, that she was just, you know, lied to for like her whole life. So she was coming up in it in the early 90s. The internet wasn't there. They're going through, I, I guess, your child to adulthood as you're about to get married. I, I don't know the, the technical term for that, but they go through this whole process and a whole ceremony. So she said while she was doing it, they would put on a live play and they would have God and they would have somebody dressed up as Satan. And it, they they would actually praise the false God is what the translation would end up coming out. But people didn't have the internet and they, they just tell you, hey, say these words in Latin or Greek, whatever it might have been. And But it, it was... It was not English words of praise the false god. So you don't know what you're saying. You're just saying, I was like, this whole religion from, from her and you know, possibly from other people are just built around like worshiping the occult almost. So she, just, she felt she was lied to the whole time. But she broke free or, or quit, I guess, because you know, broke free sounds a little strong. She quit, but she still interacts with people in her family who are Mormon. And she's free to do her own stuff. She just belongs to another church or you know, uh, modern day Christianity or whatever. And yeah, I, I guess it's a cult that way. When I first started talking to her, I was like, oh, we're getting like some Scientology and like you really have to cut off everybody that you know. Like if you're oh, yeah. you're gonna be excommunicated. But it really also just kind of sounds like, hey, maybe there's some really nice people that don't know the background of everything. And if you find out, maybe you're kind of pissed off that you were you were misled. But so, so a lot of Mormons don't know. Um Joseph Smith was a I'm going to jump in. I think John Smith is Pocahontas. So I apologize to Pocahontas. <laughs> Your husband was a good guy. Joseph Smith. Terrible. So Joseph Smith Allegedly. in the beginning, in the beginning, he was a, um, he was a storyteller. He was a, you know, a liar. He would go to, it, I mean, it was 18, like 12, like it, it, there's nothing to do. And you have this boy knock on your front door and says, I have this magical seeing stone and I can find buried treasure. Well, eventually that caught up to him and he was arrested for it. So he was out and then he was like, well, what do I do now? So he's got this magical quote unquote seeing stone and he 
finds God in the in the in the forest and he, he finds this angel and this angel tells him like, hey, Moroni is like, hey, you need to take the seeing stone and read these golden tablets magically the same seeing stone that he had to find all this buried treasure. And a lot of Mormons don't know, like the horrible things that this man did. He was he married like a, a, a child when he was in his like 40s. Like he she was like, I think, 13 or something like that. 13 or 12. Brigham Young, another strong leader. I mean, they've got a college named after this guy, Brigham Young University, who also married children and was very into polygamy. And, you know, from what I've heard. It's the older members that will excommunicate you if you, you know, you pull away. It's these, the the generation, not our parents, but your grandparents. Those are the people that are going to be like, oh, okay, so you no longer believe in our, our teachings. You need to leave and you need to never come back. And Scientology is cut from the same cloth, man. It's cut from the same cloth. You see the problems with it. You see Xenu being a, a huge issue and all the shit that you've been, you know, paying into and practicing forever is a lie. Just Scientology is more brutal with it. And it's it's a travesty for what they do to families. It's it's horrendous. And I'm I'm happy. And it, I, the word that you used was they they got what was it? Set free, not set free. What was it? It was um I said I think they said they broke away, but they weren't like broke away. And you know, so yeah. So for Mormonism, that is that I feel like breaking away is is more harsh for that religion, but there are there are sects of that, that religion that that you could say that, like the FLDS that you know, with uh Warren Jeffs, who was who is still around, uh, he's in prison right now, who was the leader of the fundamentalists of the Mormons. And he was doing polygamy out the wazoo. I mean, he had like 73 wives. Some of his wives were 12, 13. And this happened in the fucking 90s, early 2000s. So this shit's still going on. So break free would definitely be for that in Scientology. I think leaving the Mormon religion would be uh, an accurate way to describe that. So yeah, it's 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 so fun to learn about this stuff. I, I know it's I know it's people's lives, but it's it's so interesting to be like what got you into this and why the fuck did you stay even after you were like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, I, that's why I kind of get Scientology. Though like, if you're gonna break away, you're like I don't know anybody else but these people. Like mm -hmm. what am I gonna do? Mm -hmm. You know, so like that makes it very hard. It's like the abusive relationship. Like well, no yeah. one else loves me, but this guy who's beating or poor girl, you know, beating the shit out of me. Like, and I have nowhere to go. Like, my parents aren't here. I don't have any friends. My friends are all controlled. So I kind of get the Scientology and the older Mormons. And that's what she said. She's like, you know, like, I wasn't one of 10 wives or even two. I uh, was a single wife. And, you know, some of the marriages didn't work out. And she wasn't 14. So, like, all these things, like, were not happening to her. But if it was, like, that's just, yeah, it's fucking weird, man. It, mm -hmm. It's weird, like, how the original people get involved. I'm trying to think the Waco uh, guy. Uh, uh, David, David Crush, David Crush, David Crush, right? And it's like, okay, hey, husband and wife, come join my religion. And you guys aren't married; she's just with me. You're like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Just take her. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so mm -hmm. fucking weird. Like, where did yep. that come from? You know, hey, uh, God told me she's not your wife anymore. You're like, oh, hey, a, thanks a lot. That's thanks what it is. Me. That's what it is, man. It's just the prophecy, and you get these people so brainwashed into this situation, and they've been following you for for x amount of years. I mean, you have to understand David Koresh. Whenever he led the Branch Davidians, he was a part of that church for since I think he was like sixteen or something, and he was being molested by the current leader of that church. And she basically said, "David is going to be the next prophet," and it filled his ego. And he was manipulating her as much as she was manipulating him. 
And then there was a power struggle between her son and David and David ended up getting her son arrested. And then he just took over. And like, he has this army of people that have followed him, not only into battle against the, the evils of, of tyranny and Satan and all this stuff. And they feel like holy warriors and they have pride and it, it just slowly, slowly, slowly becomes corrupted. And sometimes it's not even slow. It's, it's a, I mean, it's like a, a drop of or flip of a switch and then these people are just in this situation and they're being manipulated and used and they've got nowhere to go but this is all they've known their entire lives so it's just like what's wrong what's right because this is what you've been taught so it's it's really fucked up and and the branch davidians man when that fell apart even the the branch davidians that survived that after the siege uh the people that were arrested after the fire that you know the ones that actually got out they went to court over it. They went to court. And even then they couldn't even badmouth David Koresh after everything that happened, after all the molestation, after all the abuse, after all the fighting, after all the the death, like they still preached his fucking name. And it's crazy. So in yeah, the this- beginning of this, you you were talking about cryptids. I have a question for you. In Let's a go. fist in a fist fight, yep. who would win? Mothman? Or uh, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, who are we doing? Well, so you have to get the higher ground. So mm-hmm. if Mothman can fly, mm-hmm. then you're probably going to be bigger than Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. But if Bigfoot is interdimensional, now you're like, I'm, I'm trying to think like that Street Fighter game, or whatever, is you zoom in and out and you never know which way you're fighting. Mm-hmm. So it, it would be tough. It's, it's like uh, Alex Jones was choked down on a show the other day. I saw this whole thing on you know Twitter. They were showing that he had like an MMA guy on. He's like apparently always oh, asking okay. he Eddie was, Bravo, he probably, but it was like, like intentional. For it. Yeah, okay. but he like asked for it. And the guy like put him to sleep on there. He started snoring on the microphone. And it was, it was like pretty funny. You know, as, as let's clarify, as terrible as Alex Jones is, let's clarify that. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah, it was, it was really hysterical watching this giant man just get choked out instantly. So I think if Mothman's going to have the higher ground, but if Bigfoot can get in that chokehold, it's going to be tough, but probably like, you know, 10-9 Mothman. You think Mothman? I think Bigfoot because I I feel like with, you know, with birds, they have hollow bones. They've got to have those light bones so that they can they can get off the ground. I, I just feel like with Mothman, he's going to have those those brittle bones. And I feel like it's going to take just one direct punch from a fucking gorilla to put that thing down. See, but, but I think maybe Bigfoot's so big, he's like the gentle giant. He never wants to hurt anybody. He just mm-hmm. wants to, all he wants is a good hug. That's it. And he'll, yeah, he'll be maybe, good to go. Maybe he'd he's be fine. like trying to swat him away as he's like, yeah. man's like fucking him up. Yeah. It, so, yeah okay. That'd be tough, man. What's your favorite cryptid? So I live near the Pine Barrens. So we have the, Jer- we have the Jersey Devil over here. Uh, apparently there's some Bigfoot sightings. I've never seen either. I moved to this house about three years ago. So before that, I was probably, and like, I'm on the cusp of the Pine Barrens right here probably walk there in five minutes and you know be official piney uh so before that i was probably 10 miles from here and i'm outside playing basketball with my son one night and it it's late summer there's a sun setting like seven o'clock or whatever probably fall you know seven o'clock it's dark and something lands on top of my roof above my garage and i'm looking up I'm like what the fuck it's like a small child up there it's like a three foot fucking thing and it takes off and its wings are a decent size and you can just tell that its body's a lot heavier so but like we have streetlights. We have things like this. So like, what was it? It was probably a turkey vulture or it was probably like a barn owl or something that was that was big that landed on there. I can easily see how colonial times when like you have an oil lamp and that's it and it barely lights up five feet in front of you and you're in the woods and you hear these things and like th- this giant fucking turkey vulture that's three feet tall like takes off. I could see how you could probably get into, you know, th- that it's something that it's not. 
I'm just really fascinated with all of them. And then that they're, they're local, that there's like each state and, you know, mm-hmm. each region of the country has their own thing that's going on. But, you know, I'm going to have to go with the OG, Bigfoot, probably. I Bigfoot. feel like he's been around the longest. For sure. Yeah, I, I I totally get what you're saying when it came to colonial times and not having the light visibility. Um, because you see like a like a harpy, uh, what is it, a harpy eagle or something? It's a harpy owl or a harpy eagle, and they're like I want to say they're like four four feet tall. They're they're crazy looking. They're one of the biggest fucking birds we have. Well, I mean besides like an ostrich or you know something a, a raptor type bird, but they're they're massive and they're scary looking. And I could I could definitely see how that could be like turned into a cryptid. So totally especially if they like migrate new to the area and you're not used to it mm-hmm. like, they just land like, they thing? just land yeah. one time and it creates a national story and it's forever told yeah yeah so uh, in, so my area we get you know a pine barren to new jersey and there's apparently a ton of bigfoot sightings and i was going on this little streak some earlier podcast i'm like there, there's just like this main road that cuts up through the middle of the pine barrens i'm like i just don't think it could happen and i was driving around a little more and it is a little more remote in some areas you know, then I, then I give it credit for But I drove up to the Finger Lakes a couple of weeks ago. My wife and I like to go up there and, you know, there's whole wineries and hiking and all this like awesome stuff. And you start getting in the Northeastern Pennsylvania and New York, that middle of fucking nowhere, New York, not like New York city. Dude, mm-hmm. this is just straight mountains and people's homes back up to them. And you can't really, cl- I, I can't imagine a hiker really being able to climb or scale these things. So if you start seeing beast shadows coming out, like, that's gotta be fucking crazy. And I could see how something like that could exist in, in that area. How do you feel about all the, the new alien news that's been coming out? I mean, obviously we have the, was it Puerto Rico that just had their, their fake bullshit that just happened. But, you know, we had the, the U S Congress meeting where we, you know, we had three very top officials going out and saying, we've seen this. We don't know what it is. We're calling it a UAP. We're very concerned. We want the world to know. And that was kind of the end of it. And then we had this Puerto Rican thing with the the mummified, three-fingered, disfigured bodies of, you know. Yeah, I think that was the Mexico hearing. And, and those Mexico, uh, mummies okay, were from Mexico. Peru. They Peru. brought them up from Peru, yeah. Yeah, and those were, they have been tested before. And the first x-rays they did, the bones were all, like, fucked up. I don't know if they've done an x-ray on them this time since he's brought them back. But the first time they brought him, they were like, if this thing was real, it would not be able to walk at all. Like, th- there's no human possible way. Yeah, well, I remember I mean, them coming you... out during Peru and then Gaia does, uh, you know, different programs and everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember them getting behind this coming out. And people were like, this is like some baby bones and chicken bones. And oh, yeah. you can see it sewn together. So mm-hmm. it kind of seemed like bullshit, but hey, guy, if you ever want to sponsor me, I will edit this part out. So just, just hit me up. <laughs> you know? uh, so th- then this Mexico one, they're doing it and they just pulled this like piece of plastic off the top. And it looks like, you know, like a little thank you note greeting card holder thing that has like a little puff pillow in there though, but just like a shitty little piece of plastic. You would think they'd be in a solid capsule and, and some formaldehyde or something that they oh, yeah. put these like, things actually in. like taken care of. Yeah, and this guy with no gloves on just takes them off. He's got like a polo on. Like, are you a scientist or like a gym teacher? Like, what's happening here? He just takes them off and they're in their hearings. And you just see these like little dusty old things. I don't know. And it seemed like bullshit. And I'm trying to think of the one UK paper. It's the sun and it's someone else. And it's kind of like half news and like half weekly world news. We are not sure like which story is true. 
But the next year, they'll report something that like, you know, oh, Biden actually said this quote for quote. And then the next story, it's like, oh, we just saw Mothman. And you're like, wait, what the fuck's happening here? So it kind of reminds me of the Daily Beast. It kind of reminds the, me of the Inquisitor. We have the Inquisitor out here. I think Esquire and the Inquisitor or something like that. It's It starts with an E. And it's just like, you see the front of it and it's like, Donald Trump has 17 toes on his right foot. And it's like, oh, that looks like fucking lead. Uh, like, that looks reasonable. All right, I'm going to I'm going to get this. But yeah, I've always wondered how those companies like get away with doing stuff like that without yeah, getting sure. so sued. the Daily Beast. They're half bullshit. But then I just saw somebody screenshot uh, a review or a story in there. And apparently the scientist was like, hey, we looked at these bodies and there are no seams on them. So maybe they were bullshit other ones or somebody created something that they saw. But they look just too small. Like I, I'm not sure what I want out of my aliens, but that's not. If they're coming here to be our galactic overlords, like unsubscribe. Like I'm fucking done. Oh, with the little minis? but Yeah, the little minis. Like not happening, man. What would your preferred alien be? <laughs> would you, how would you prefer to be taken over by an intergalactic? You know? I mean, if they're big, like six foot Amazon blue uh, beauties with big old titties, I'm down. Like, sign me up. I'll I'll slave to that. I'll subscribe. Like, sign me up. But like, what is your preferred alien? Like, if you're going to have an overlord, what is he going to look like? He, she, my bad. He, she. Yeah, they could be Zia. You know, who knows what their pronouns are? How dare you even subscribe I, pronouns I, I, to them? They, man, I'm yeah. trying. All right. It's 2023. <laughs> it's over, fucking hard. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you have, uh, you're supposed to be the greys. There's the the Nordics who are the tall blondes. The reptilians. Uh, but, you know, the rept- I'm going to say, sign me up for good old lizard people. Give me Pindar in the center of the earth. I'm ready for him to, to come up and just say, hey, guys, I've been here the whole time. I control... The, the you know the, the whatever they are the the committee of three hundred and the top thirteen families it's got to be something I'm, is it I'm the grays st- they kind of seem like they're that they're like little robots they're organic I, avatars I feel like if I saw a gray I wouldn't even I don't even know if I would believe it it's it's been I feel like I've become so desensitized to little gray men that I would see it and just be like kid in a costume. Or something else. And then it's it gonna would... have to be the Sigourney Weaver aliens of like oh, ripping someone's yeah. face off and then you're like, holy shit, man, like the yeah. fucking aliens. A xenomorph? Anything else? I'm like, oh, okay. Is that like a, a xenomorph? xenomorph? Yeah. If I had a xenomorph come down to Earth, I well, for one, we would be absolutely fucked, but I think that would be the scariest way I would see an alien. If I if I saw saw a xenomorph, I, I feel like I would I would probably take myself out before it took me out. It's one of those situations. If it was a reptilian, I'd be like what do you need? What do you want? I'm your guy. What's <laughs> yeah. up? So I think that the, you know, the alien propaganda, the disclosure that's being controlled, you know, you can see it's gone so bad that today they came out and like, hey, we arrested Tupac's murder. We've arrested the guy who murdered Tupac. So that was 17 years ago. They raided this guy's house in Vegas. Keefe D. He was, I think he worked for LAPD or Las Vegas. I don't know. He worked for somebody as police. And then he would do you know, bodyguard stuff, but then he was also working with one of the gangs. So his cousin, somebody in his family, I'm screwing this whole story up. Sorry, oh, people. Good. look it up. His, somebody in his family is the one who got stomped by Tupac and Suge Knight in the casino, Orlando. Right someone. before they, right before they scattered out. Right before, yeah. So that's the fight you see in the casino, and that guy who got stomped a little bit was in the car with Keefe D, and they said that they were driving down the highway, going to this club, and. On the other way, you saw Tupac hanging out at the top of the sunroof 
like yelling to a, a car of girls behind him. Uh, they knew he was like, oh, Tupac, Tupac. And he was up like being a celebrity. And th- these guys drove by and saw him. Fuck, man, that's Tupac. Turn around. Let's go. And they turned around, hit a red light, got next to him. And the guy in the back seat is the one who shot him. So Keefe D's sitting shotgun. He's in the front passenger seat. And he did an interview in 20. 20- I was watching a fucking video today. He did an interview in 2018 that described all of this is happening. And the guy's like, well, so who shot him? Who was in the back? Was it Orlando, the guy who got stomped? Or was it this other guy? And he's like, hey, man, rules of the street. I'm not snitching. It was just the guy in the back seat. Well, rules of the street don't give you like 50-50. I'm pretty sure. You know, I haven't been up in the in the street rules in a minute. But it seems like, you know, it's a little less than 50-50. Uh, but so this guy admitted <laughs> it. The, the police raided his house, and then they just arrested him today. So this is how good alien disclosure is going, that they had to be like, roll out the Tupac murderer. Get him. We finally figured it out, even though we've known the entire time. We yeah, just now a- just busted him. And that's like, I, I just I just feel like once I don't know if it's a cover up. I don't know if we're trying to cover this up. I don't like we had the government come out or we had we had officials from, you know, the government come out and say, like, look, this is real. And then, like, you know, we've got the election going on. We've got aliens going on. We've got apparently Tupac's murder being solved. We, I mean, it's just it's it's we why can't we focus on it? Why can't we have answers? I just why do you think the government's hiding it from us? Why Why do you think they don't? Why don't you think they they were able to bring out photos? I mean, these were people that were allowed to come out and speak on behalf of the government to to let the people know, like, hey, there's something. But like, why don't you think the government like went full disclosure? Because they had a lot of sidebars with that Congress meeting. They were like, you know, I can't show you right now because we're public, but in private, I can I can show you pictures. I can show you proof. I can we can we can go over the facts, but we can't do this right now. I find that to be the craziest thing. Like David Grush, he seems like he's a nice guy. Like, you know, and mm-hmm. people were saying how great he was. Then they tried to do a smear campaign on him. And but he seemed like a good dude as he was testifying. So he said that he got clearance to say everything that he said. Mm-hmm. Some of the shit that he said was fucking crazy. That like it should be national headlines and like shut down the economy as people grasp with all of this. And no one batted an eye. Another thing is at one point we had a, a drone predator flying over like the Black Sea right there and a, mm-hmm. a Russian fighter jet came and and like skimmed over in front of it and shot fuel at it and fucked it all up. And we were so upset about it. But they released a 4K video of this right this Russian fighter jet coming out. It was the craziest fucking like crystal clear top gun like fucking video. Like so much adrenaline. I'm watching, like, what the fuck, dude? Like that's crazy. Like, this jet's a fucking monster of a thing. It zooms up and like you're crystal clear image like i was waiting for top gun the you know maverick to flip the bird you know we're doing international you're ready you're ready for highway to the and just playing in the background right. as you're seeing this shit so a beautiful picture just crystal clear 4k beautiful and allegedly there are pictures of ufos and 4k and all this stuff we get none of that shit they none show the kimball and fleer they show the all this other stuff the tic tac right the the in uh, fleer the nimitz incident we shoot a bunch of shit down after the Chinese spy balloon. Like, oh, we don't have videos. Oh, we shot down a Hobby Lobby thing. It took $750,000 in missiles to shoot down a $200 Hobby Lobby. Like, that's <laughs> fucking bullshit, man. Release the video. I think what happened is they got they got put in a corner. The, the government is just the whole time deny, deny, deny. I think the internet and everybody picking stuff up in real time. Like, one, I don't think we're supposed to like, have this much information like bombarding us all the time. Like, I know shit that's happening in japan that like i would never fucking know 30 years ago and like sometimes it crosses my mind like oh these poor japanese about some random fucking thing 
Like I shouldn't fucking know that. I should know about like my community and my family and like my state, I guess. And then like a little bigger about my country. I know about all these other fucking countries. And so you see all these little incidents, you know, uh, James Fox releases his, his video, his, his documentary on Amazon. And people know all this fucking shit happening in Brazil. They know all these sightings in, you know, in, in France and in China and all this stuff. And I think the government just got themselves jammed up. U.S. government got themselves jammed up. And they're like, fuck, man, we got to tell these people something. We've like, been lying something. for so long, but like, just give them a crumb, but we're going to try to control it. And now you're seeing the struggle of like, hey, trust us. We're the government. We're telling you the truth. For the entire time, like the UFO community has been like, hey, we have all this information. We have these pictures, these stories, like, and you're never telling us the truth. And for them, the wanting people to come up and be like, oh, yeah, please trust us. Please trust us. I think it's just a control for the narrative. And at this point, I don't even know what the narrative is. Is, is it fucking we... aliens from Mars or is it our own people? Or is it dimensional, interdimensional? How can we trust the government whenever we have one of the, the only surviving members of the NASA crew that went up to the moon straight up say we never went to the moon in 1969? Like Buzz Aldrin is on record multiple fucking times telling people we never went to the moon. We never went to the moon in 1969. We never went to the moon. And that is our like, that is the flag we planted. That is the crowning achievement of America. We beat the Ruskies it, to the moon. We beat them to the space race. We shut down the Cold War. We're the best number one America all the time. And it's just like, it's one of those things where it's just like, can't I, I, I can't believe anything the government has ever said i mean look at look at COVID. i i hate to bring up vaccines i hate to bring up vaccines but somebody made a post the other day on facebook and it like honestly kind of kind of made me I don't, I don't know how i how i feel i it's just like you know i never got the vaccine i got COVID just like you did even though you got the shot you still got COVID. And i did I, I got COVID even though i had the shot I, I i got both vaccines and i'm not dissing vaccines at all i'm a pro-vaxxer I, I i believe that we need to immunize but like what the fuck was that? Like, I, I just, I just, I, I don't, I don't under, I don't understand. I don't understand what I, what I did. Like, honestly, I, I see all these people and they're like, I'm fine. I like when COVID hit, it was like, this is going to be the end of the, uh, of America. Everybody's going to fucking die. You're seeing death after death, after death, after death. And all these people fucking dying in the streets. Everybody shut down the, the, the country itself. The whole world just stopped for an entire year. And it was legitimately scary. I mean, it was like one of those times like I didn't ha I didn't have a job for the first time in like fucking like 10 years. Like, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like, yeah, yeah, I have my kids, but my, it's me, my wife, my two kids locked inside of a house for six months at a period. And, you know, we're waiting for this vaccine. It finally comes out and like COVID's no longer a thing anymore. But all these people still haven't vaxxed. And it's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with it. It's just it's just like one of those things where it's just like. I can't trust my government anymore. And then that is like the, the biggest fear of being an American is I can't trust the people that lead this country. I mean, look at I don't want to I, I, I don't want to bring politics into this, but Joe Biden himself, I am I am a Democrat. Um, well, a libertarian, I guess I will I'll put myself in the libertarian because I think this year I'm voting Republican, which is really hard for me to do. But I, I think Joe Biden himself, I mean, look, he can't even I've seen so many press conferences where like in the middle of it, he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to go to bed. And it's like, you're addressing NATO right now. What are you fucking talking about, dude? What are you talking? I not only I my my faith in our country and our leadership is absolutely gone. 
I, I think the government will do anything in their power to either diverge or to dilute what we know as a country to keep us together. I'm surprised when we had those conferences, when we had those meetings uh, with Congress about the aliens, I'm surprised there weren't riots in the fucking street. I'm surprised there weren't people more freaked out. It, it became a fucking internet joke. It became a fucking internet joke. And that is the most upsetting thing about all of that happening. So all three instances that you brought up, you brought up the the vaccine, you brought up the, the president or government officials, mm-hmm. and then uh, you brought up the UFO hearings. What do all three of those have in common on why people are not more upset? Social media, I guess. I guess the media. media, the media, the media. You think it's media, period? I think it's media, period, that CNN had their death counter. Fox News still would report like death counter esque, but also then like, hey, maybe it's kind of fake, but we don't know. But also, hey, watch all these people that died. The president comes on. And it's also just split, like everything, like you have to have one side and you can't be kind of in the middle or like, hey, I kind of think this, but I also think this because you're a real fucking person. Yeah. I think multiple things on one issue. I think multiple things. And when I meet people, when I meet somebody that is so one sided, it's like, do you do you use your brain cell? Like whenever I see a politician that goes on and they're like, even though Trump is a corrupt piece of shit and he's done all these terrible, horrible fucking things. And is culpable in the deaths of of police officers during the January six riots and his lack of response. I'll even just blanket statement that and just say the government's lack of response when it came to COVID. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in real quick. So what I was hoping with Trump, and I understand people are you know feel whatever way you want about him. I, I don't mm-hmm. really give a shit on, right. on whatever it is. I w- one thing that I did like of him when he came in is that he treat he treated the United States that it was a business. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey man, this is the business of the United States. How do we make it stronger? How do we have it more money? How do we make it more secure? You know, and then everything else that you mentioned that went with it, like, hey, I hear you. That's great. I was hoping the Democrats would then sit there and go, let's roll out Warren Buffett. Let's roll out somebody who has a business mind that can then at least we don't have mean tweets of like, you know what, you're gonna bomb us. My bomb's bigger than yours. Like, dude, nobody fucking needs to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and fucking see that on their on their Twitter feed. No, You're dude, like, I, did I, not, was I did not. I was happily. watching. I was watching like World War Three on fucking Twitter, dude, between fucking Kim Jong Un and Putin and uh, and Trump between the three of them. It drove me absolutely insane. I don't want to know what's going on in my president's brain. I don't. Right. But it's also and, crazy that his dick measuring contest turned out to be like the safest thing for us. <laughs> like, you're like, what the fuck is happening? But then Joe Biden is just like, oh, I'm not going to say anything like, oh, well, well, Russia's fucking horrible. So let's take them over and dump billions of dollars into here. And then anything else that happens, he's like, well, I'm not going to. You know, hey, we're all friends. The whole world's friends. But mm-hmm. this other guy was just like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'll bomb everybody. And you're like, dude, please do not say that. Uh, allegedly, he called P- he called Putin and said that he would drop a nuke on Moscow. And he was like, if you go into Ukraine, allegedly, this, you know, some media outlets have reported that he said, if you cross into Ukraine, I will drop a nuke on Moscow. And Putin was just like, what the fuck? Is this guy serious or not? Like, I, I don't know. And everyone, you know, all his handlers, you know, Trump's handlers and people in her circle were like, we don't fucking know. Like, who, like, he rips up, you know, confidential documents that are supposed to be stored away because he's like, that's how he does business. And in his world, he would have a stack of papers and he was done. He ripped them up and threw them off to the fucking side. And yeah. like, dude, you cannot do that in the government. We have to control these. Like, oh, fuck this. Like, rip it up. It's gone. But it's crazy. And you know, this isn't like, oh, let's bring him back. Like, please, Democrats, roll out somebody business-minded that's going to say, like, fix the national debt. 
get people more money in their pocket. Get like let's let's ease inflation. Like, what are your plans for that? And all of that is fucking the media to lie to you. And like, oh, the only reason we're here is because oh. Republicans. Yeah. Like, and oh, that's that, been years of that, man. Like, what are you gonna do when yeah, you get reelected and, that, and we're at year seven and eight of this shit? Absolutely. And that was that was that was that's I, I'm sorry, but I, I totally drew a blank there. But I, I totally remember where I was going with that. It, it's the division of America, and that is the saddest fucking thing I have seen since the I want to say 2016. It's just the 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 the, the great division in America and how I mean, like my my father-in-law is a hardcore Republican and like I'll go over there and he's like, oh, did you hear about this? And it's like, no, but did you hear about this? And it's like, no. And then we have a talk about it. And he's like, well, that can't be true. And I'm like, that can't be true. And then we have this giant fight. Now, now families are divided. And that, that fucking happens so much with all this shit. And I think the conspiracy behind all this stuff is the fact that the government is is trying to keep us divided because we can't be strong. As a divided nation, we can't. We can't. We have a two-party democratic system, and our two-party democratic system is failing in front of us. And they are doing everything they can to keep us divided, so we're not as strong. And as you know, we put these people here. We put these people here. We put these people in power. And what do they do? They hide the information. They lie to us. They they keep us down, and they do everything in their power to progress in life as we are pushed down and it is a very sad system that we live in i forget what the the twitter account was but one was the nancy pelosi investment tracking and they would they would show like what she invested in for like the last quarter or whatever and how much it went up and then also the bills that happened and they banned that maybe elon let it back on but then towards the end of the year they just did like the top 25 congressmen and it was democrats and republicans Mm -hmm. and it was like hey s p averages this amount and if you're like 10% above, you're the best trader on Wall Street. And all of these people were like 60% above. So you're 60% above the best trader on Wall Street? Like, Crazy. how the fuck did that happen? It's like you have inside knowledge. I believe it's, that's uh, called yeah. inside trading. Yeah. Martha Stewart, the fucking lady goes to a party and uh, she's cooking dishes for everybody. And they're like, hey, you have to go to jail for 18, 18 months because you, you made a bet on everyone else in that fucking room did too. She was just the least juiced one out of all of it. And they're like, hey, yeah. so let's take the rap. Sucks to be you. Yeah, poor fucking Martha. It's it's sad, what? man. Uh, the Diane Feinstein passes away today. I just I don't, I I don't care about, about her politics. Don't yeah. care about her politics at all. Zero. That poor woman was ninety years old. For the last year, it was obvious that she needed to be somewhere with people who cared about her, and you know, getting the love and comfort that she needed. They drug her out into, of her state and back yeah. into the capital. Yeah, to yeah, make her because, vote, and the person was like, "Stand up and say yes." Say, and like she was fucking out of it. That yeah. poor woman. She was. I don't she care what she like, did her entire life, and Paul, do not care. I feel bad that she, this was an old woman who needed care and love and compassion, and it was not there for her. Well, that that goes back to we need term limits. We need term limits, and we need comprehension tests for these politicians. We need term limits for our politicians. We need some way to be able to do a comprehension test. For these people, because I don't think Joe Biden's there. Mitch McConnell, he needs to get the fuck out. I've seen that guy froze time, three times, man. Like, every time like I see man. him freeze, it fucking freaked me out because I think the people of Kentucky, this is the man that is making your laws. This man leads you. And I, I heard the rally that he did where, you know, the entire the fucking entire assembly yelled step down or you know get out of here or whatever and it's 
I don't understand how we don't have term limits. I don't understand after everything we've seen and, you know, everything that's been going on, how that's not like top priority. Like, yo, we've got some really old people in here and they don't speak for the generation that they lead. It's a shame that, you know, people question the integrity of the elections. I'm not going to get into that. I mm. think that we have like, I can do my banking on my phone. Like, that's pretty mm-hmm. secure. I haven't gotten hacked on it. I say this oh. now and people are like, oh, we're going to fucking hack it. And if you do, you, you know, know immediately. But I know, you know immediately. Fucking Why immediately. can't we vote like bill by bill? Why can't they vote like line by line, bill by bill? But instead, like, oh, this government shutdown, if you don't pass this $6 trillion bill and and all this money is going to you know foreign overseas, and then this money is going to go help a park in my district. I don't, hey, maybe your park does need help. I don't really give a shit about your park. Let's load on, vote on this line by line. Let's get the government back to square. Let's trim the fat a little bit. But nobody cares. It's both no. sides just fucking they jam, but intentionally. It's it's a fucking show, man. Oh, I mean, you talk to anybody younger, you know, younger than 25 and you you ask them what's going on in the world and they don't have any kind of fucking clue. They have no idea they're in their own world. They're But they, why they should know. they care? They can never afford a fucking home in, in no, a decent never, place. I I am 30 years old. I make $35 an hour. I make good money for where I live. I am a I'm a welder. I've got free health care. I, I I work in the best I work in the best factory in my hometown or not my hometown in this town that I live in currently. I work 10 to 12 hours almost every day and I cannot afford a fucking house. The house is out here and I live in fucking Iowa. I don't live in Miami. I don't live in California. I don't live in Washington, D.C. And I don't live in New York City. I live in bumfuck Midwest, Iowa. And houses out here for a decent three-bedroom house go for $300,000. My parents' house that we lived in back home in Illinois, when they bought it, it was $89,000. And that was a five-bedroom house. What it's crazy, man. the fuck is it's going on? Sad. And then it the is. sad part is, you know, they had Robert F. Kennedy. I've been really intrigued by his interviews mm-hmm. uh, that he comes on. This guy just spits facts the whole time. He seems likable as you talk to him he's he's not this divisive person but he talks about geopolitics off the top of his head like quote 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 this happened in this year this happened in this year this happened because of this you're like holy shit man like this is like a, a joe rogan episode on steroids but like completely fact-checked mm-hmm. and he's going on and apparently one of the things he wants to lead with is a three percent interest rate homeowners interest rate for for the nation is what he wants to do but That'd he's not so going to get the nod nice. on the democrat he's gonna have to go for a third party and it's going to split you know, whatever party's going to win, you know, but it's not, it's not going to do anything for him. But somebody who's talking sense, who sees regular people struggling, like it is fucking bullshit that it's 2023 in the United States of America, where people are making pretty good money for the most part. I get everyone struggling. I get that. But for the most part, there's pretty good money to, to be made and you cannot afford a fucking house. I, I make like, between me and my wife, we make I, I hate to I hate to throw money out there, but I we make over one hundred twenty thousand between my wife and I like she is an HR representative of a trucking company like she hires and fires people all fucking day. I, I went to I went to trade school like I, I've got a fucking I've got a, a basically quote unquote a, a, cert, a certificate basically in welding. And, you know, I've I, I did that for for so fucking long and I, I make we make the money we make because we fucking worked for it. And for a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year, we—that's uh, even—I I feel like we're, I'm even shortchanging myself here. And we still can't afford a fucking house. I'm paying fucking fourteen fifty 
for a fucking uh, a three bedroom uh, for for rent. And it's 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 nuts because anytime I talk to somebody that owns a house, they're like, yeah, so that's more than my mortgage. And it's like, oh, so you can buy a house, but I have to rent and, and my credit's decent. Like the, my wife's credit's decent, but we still have to pay that that 20, 25, $30,000 down payment to fucking even enter the game. And that's it's a killer because I've got two fucking kids. And if one of them breaks their arm, I have to go and fucking take care of that. I can't afford that kind of shit. I can't afford groceries, rent, my power bill, my Internet bill, my car payment, the shit I need to fucking live. It is so fucking hard. Why? Why does it have to be this hard? What happened to the American dream that we used to have? What happened to that? Where did it go? And why is it such a capitalist country that we can't? progress as a class as a middle class lower class higher class we can't progress at all we are stuck in our denominations unless we strike gold with a business or a fucking cryptocurrency or a fucking just bullshit scam or whatever like we have to scam our way to the top and it's such a cutthroat environment and i fucking hate it i fucking hate it i i despise and this is why the country we live in it, it's tough because the politicians do not give a shit. No. There's this guy who, you know, everyone's like, oh, he's just a right wing song or whatever. But Oliver Anthony came out with this Rich Men North I of Richmond. fucking song. love that song. That's a fucking good song, man. And it, it hits on what these times are now. Like, it is fucking hard out there for people. Like, my grocery bill used to be a lot less. And it is close to fucking double. And I'm not getting half of the food that I used to. Well, half is probably an extreme. But I'm getting 75% of the food I used to for double the money. And it's like, if, this is if, fucking crazy. If I have a bagger at the end of my line, whenever I go to the grocery store and he fills up two bags, I know instantly I'm paying $100 right there. 50 bucks a bag of food, regardless of what it is. I know by the time I get out of that bitch, I am paying 400 450 for a family of four. If yeah. not more. If not more. That is so... That's my car payment. That's my power bill. That's my internet bill wrapped into right there. It's yep. fucking insane. And the worst part is if you made less, you would get a lot more free from the government. You're like, hey, man, yeah. I'm trying to do this right. I'm trying to fucking work and, and show my kids what like, you know, hard work and good living is. And all you're doing is getting fucking screwed. And you oh, yeah. think that either the Republicans or the Democrats would come out and be like, hey, this is the way to go. But instead, it's like, oh, hey, let's just stop you know, making ourselves energy independent. Let's go for, you know, hey, windmills might be great. I don't know. That's also not my main concern today. Why can't we have multiple prong attacks and say, hey, this is a one-year plan. This is a 10. This is a 35-year plan. Everything is, fuck you people. This is the 15-year plan, and none of it involves fixing anything right now. You'll see it. You'll see it in 15 years. And by the time you get this in 15 years, you might be like, oh, thank you. But right now, it's go fuck yourself. Yeah. And it's all, and this goes back to the media of they spin everything. Like, oh, did you know that the the average American family makes one hundred twenty thousand dollars? And like in, in nineteen eighty, they only made ten thousand dollars. Like, okay, well, inflation wasn't through the roof in nineteen eighty. It might have been so that's a bad example. But in nineteen ninety, inflation wasn't through the roof. Interest rates weren't seven and a half percent. You know, you didn't have all this shit you have to fucking pay for. Like, it's not even like cell phones are a luxury or the internet's a luxury. Like, you need this shit to survive. Like we're doing mm-hmm. this for fun right now, and this is nice, a perk of it. But otherwise, like for the most part, you might work from home. Your company might make you work from home. You might have all this other bullshit. Your kids have to log in from school. You do all like you need this shit. It's not like, oh, look, I don't have all these extra luxuries that I'm so thankful that I have that I could just cut. Like, I fucking need all this shit. Mm-hmm. 
it, I pay crazy. for I just I just pay for internet, man. I don't even pay for cable because if I pay for cable, I'd be fucking even even, even more in trouble. Like it, it like the the luxury items that we have today seem so I don't want to say unfeasible because they are feasible, but it's just it's just one of those things where it's just like do I really sacrifice this kind of time? Like when I think about my bills, when I think about the kind of money I spend, I spend when I spend 60 bucks, I think about Okay, that was three hours of my work. That was three hours of my life that I just spent right here. And that's how I'm able to that's that's the way I save my money is I, I think about what kind of time I had to put into this in order to spend this. And now these luxury items that we have, it is it's unreasonable. It's unreasonable to to pay for some of this stuff that we have or that we that we want. And and some of these things are just a basic fucking thing. I mean, it is fucking ridiculous how how hard the struggle is for for most Americans these days. And I think that's the biggest conspiracy that I mean, everybody talks about, but nothing gets done about. And that's the fucking heartbreak of this country is you hear about this American dream about this freedom about Yeah, we're free. But so is like, Everybody fucking else. There are so many other countries that are also fucking free. We're not free. We're not number one in shit unless it's weapons and in deaths, gun violence. My hometown, my hometown where I come from, I just looked up the statistic last night. You have a one in 19% chance of being a victim of a violent crime from where I come from. That is that's fucking fucked up, man. You line up 19 people. One of those people are going to die. That's, that's fucked up. up fucked it is that's how yeah. fucked america is and if we can't fix just small town problems how the fuck are we going to fix the country as a whole this is you, you. Know, yeah no no i hear you i think this is part of the problem though and we're not going to get in that whole like let's break down all of america and everything but it's, it's this whole that like hey i don't have anything so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna snitch on anyone hey no, snitches get stitches but like you know what like if you're in a one in 19 environment of somebody getting assaulted i would assume from those numbers like that area is probably not that great. So you probably see things probably happening. I'm not saying to proactively call the cops, but when something does happen and they come around, everyone's like, well, I'm not saying shit. It didn't happen. I'm not saying shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, but like, like fix that a little bit. Like, you know, one cop does something bad. So what? 10% of the cops are bad. What do you want to say? 20% of the cops are bad. We're going to get rid of 80% of the cops that are good. Like, like this is just the fucking madness. But I feel like part of the, the plan, I think, you know, let's grand conspiracy here. Part of the plan is to get people so fucking dejected to get people so bought out of the system. Like, fuck, it does nothing for me. Do I vote? Eh, maybe, maybe not. I don't care. And they they just give us bread and wine. And what is that? That's UFOs. That's uh, let's everyone get excited about Elon Musk buying Twitter. Let's let's talk about sprinkle some fun stuff in there. Yep. And as pay it's going down. To, you're not gonna pay attention to Congress and all the bills that are being passed. Let's sprinkle some fun in there so that like yep. people are like, oh, it's crazy, dude. But yeah. like at the same time, or like, what did my party do for me? But it's not even for me. It's what did my party do that I'm gonna celebrate? Oh, they passed mm -hmm. this bill. But like, what does that what does that bill say? Well, it's it's the Inflation Reduction Act. It has to reduce inflation, right? Actually, it didn't fucking do shit for inflation. They just <laughs> named it that. And then the, the the media was like, Oh, inflation reduction act, inflation's going down. But people are too fucking dumb. Or this is what I enjoy. So I, I don't follow one. I don't follow the CNN or the Fox. Mm -hmm. I like to follow independent journalists. Yep. And then also, I like to see the haters of the other side go on there because they're going to rip apart immediately and be like, mm -hmm. oh, what is what is this inflation reduction? And you see it ripped apart immediately. And then whenever I like, I look for the other side, rip it apart. And I'm like, okay, well, does that hold water or is it? are they just fucking bullshitting to get their, their side ripped up? But that's a good test for you to see 
don't don't watch the fucking news. Don't let them tell you shit. They're gonna fucking lie to you. Like you saw what happened. Some of the stuff that Trump did was fucking horrible. Some oh, of the stuff yeah. he did was pretty good. The news wouldn't tell you that if you watch the other side. You never heard one good thing he did from the other side. You but just watched the, the Republican debate that just happened not too long ago, and everybody was like, "Hey, or, I mean, like literally, what uh, Thursday night that uh, that they just had this? Yeah, last night. Yeah, well, Wednesday, Wednesday had, or Thursday? Yeah, I missed. Yeah, it. and they had. The or did inter- I miss it? Oh, you probably not. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't anything crazy. It was literally a, a Trump Biden debate, like part two. People were talking over each other. It was I. M- the debate process as a whole is flawed. You have 30 seconds to answer something critical about your stance and your point, and they just give you fluff ass answers. And it's not a way to vote for somebody. It's not a way to hear their actual opinions and how they feel about the certain topic. They sit there and say, you know why I've got 30 seconds. So let me go ahead and tell you, I think that the topic that you talked about before is wrong because I wasn't asked that question and I want to put my my two cents into that. But now let's focus on this. Now I only have 10 seconds to tell you how I feel. You should vote for me because this is what I did for my state. And it's like, what the fuck did you just say? Because I don't understand it. I don't understand. And they want you I, not to understand. Like they should they have, everybody should have to go into Rogan for three or four hours and you're mm-hmm. going to break down your natural things that you build up and you're yeah. going to sit there and you're, you're going to talk normal. That Vivek guy, I, you know, I, I, I've heard he, you know, he had some interesting pharmaceutical investments or companies or whatever. But when he does talk, I do find him interesting. I think he should get more time up there. But Chris Christie, dude, you're polling at whatever you're polling. You're not fucking polling at Trump numbers. How much millions are you taking from people? Where's the refund? Where's the refund on any of these people who don't make it? Chris Where's Christie's- the refund when Bernie Sanders is fucking screwed out of it by Hillary Clinton? And like, mm-hmm. you didn't fight for that. Nope. You took a fucking house and she gave you a job. Yep. But that job wasn't even there because she fucking lost. Yep. Where is the refund? Yep. Zero. And but I mean that that was that was the flawed plan of, of Hillary Clinton. She worried about Bernie Sanders instead of Trump because Trump at that point in time was a laughing matter. Now it's not so much of a laughing matter. It's more of a oh my God, what did he do? What it, it's every fucking day I get on my fucking YouTube. And that's how I get most of my news is I I I'll listen to my independent uh, reporters. I'll go through like five or six just to hear. Uh, about one topic just to get everybody's take on it and just to divide my own opinion from what they have to say. Now, what happened with Hillary and Bernie? They, I mean, basically, Hillary saw Bernie as the the problem. He's talking about a socialist plan. She's like, if you drop out, if you drop your numbers, I can take out Trump. I can take out Trump, no problem. And that wasn't the case. And, you know, what what happened happened. And, and that unfortunate as it was, he did help from time to time. There were things that he did that I do support. And that's 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 the only reason why it's hard for me to be like, I am in the middle when it comes to my my politics. It's it's so hard to be like, I am I am a hardcore Democrat whenever a, a, a Democrat comes up for for election in either the Senate or Congress or the presidency. I'm voting for him. Fuck whatever I believe. And that is the craziest shit i have ever fucking seen there was an interview with chris christie where he was on fox and not even the night after he was on there and they asked him if trump gets up there on the debate stage and it's him and joe biden 
who are you voting for? And he's like, oh, Trump, I have to follow my party. What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Can't you make your own decision and not just focus on your one party? Like, I, I get that it's a united front from both sides, but like, we're human beings and we're allowed to have these kinds of decisions and we choose not to. We choose fucking not to. We choose to follow this one, this two party system. And it's, it's fucked. It's a flawed system. Yeah. It's really tough. They go up there and they just say bullshit. They spout bullshit, whatever it might be. I, I don't know. Yeah. But let's move on from politics. So you mentioned World War II. You're a big fan. You're, you're, a, I, I, I guess, hey, we won. So we can be big fans. That sounded, that came off really wrong. Uh, I am not a fan of what America did at all. I think so. Fun fact, what America did to Japan was absolutely horrendous. We basically went over there. So when we think about World War II, we think about the great generation. We think about this fucking war that we beat the Nazis. We beat this ultimate evil and we conquered and we did. We did. We genuinely did. We fucking stopped more Jews and and denominations from being slaughtered out the wazoo we have six million whether some people believe or some people don't believe there's that huge debate which makes me want to get sick because there's so much evidence but people choose to turn a blind eye but we have no fucking reason Real quick for that debate one it always annoys me they're like hey one's too many but yeah okay i get one too, like there has to be a number though but i get one but that number you might not like six million but that number is way more into the uncomfortable number, but you're going to get so stuck on like, well, that's actually only two million. Like, so two million is okay for you? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I get yeah. that there's so, like a low number where you're like, okay, it's, it's ten. Like, we should be really mad. Like, if ten people in my neighborhood died, I'd be like, that's fucked up. What's happening in this neighborhood? But in the world, and I get we have to like put these things and it's like sickening. Do you think you have to think that way? The number is not zero, people. The number is not single digits. It's not four digits. It is a very high number. And if and, you're gonna bullshit with like. You're, you're quibbling over it's way too number it's way too high to be comfortable you can't you can't look at photos from world war ii and say that's photoshop photoshop was on a fucking thing you see dead bodies in piles and funeral piles being burned by, by the masses you see fucking malnourished people basically dead in the streets bullets in their fucking head guns to children's heads right before those triggers get pulled no those photos aren't going to be fucking taken after that fucking kid's gotten shot no because that shows german strength right there that is them getting rid of the fucking problem and that gets rid of the culpability of them being fucking guilty for what they did now if you sit there and say i saw you know if you're on the the opposing side for the, the holocaust deniers as there are some i think jack fuck them yeah, fuck absolutely fuck them. Absolutely 100% fuck them. After all the years that I've I've done research, after after everything I've seen and watched, it is anybody that has to say that that what happened from 1939 to 1945 was just bullshit. I want to stab them in the throat because it is it is a travesty to just absolutely ignore the pain and the suffering of those people. Hopefully they're the one in 19 in your hometown. But I'm Oh, fuck, dude. We, we should. We should. We should. We should just <laughs> yeah. gather them up like a farm yeah. and we should yeah. just like put them there and just yeah. like get everybody else. And whoever makes it out, makes it out. Or just leave everybody in there and just fucking throw them to the wolves and just see how far they go. But it, it let, just let them figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so they. 
they have they have all these photos. A lot of the time, uh, there was a photo that went to Dachau and and was hired to take photos of all the shit, but he didn't show any murders. So he wasn't culpable to the murders of the Jews when it came to the Holocaust. Now, my big thing is what happened after that, after we defeated this great evil, after we defeated Adolf Hitler, Russia came in, America came in, we all t- teamed up, NATO, go, go allies, you know, we, we, we fucking beat the, the Germans to death, Italy surrendered, Mussolini was kicked out, even though he was ready to fucking quit and Hitler was too high off his fucking ass to even accept it. What happened in Japan? was the travesty basically what happened in japan was we came to japan after we've been kicking their teeth in for a couple years and we said all right it's time to surrender time to surrender but we want you to get rid of your emperor we want to get rid of your government we want to get rid of all all the laws you live by we want you to get rid of your military we want to be able to be here and we want to make propaganda through your films and all this fucking bullshit if you watch godzilla the original Godzilla, that was propaganda from Japan to America. Godzilla himself is is a fucking image of what America did to Japan. Japan disagreed with the full-out surrender from America. If we would have just tried a little bit harder, but we didn't want to. We had this new fucking fancy bomb that we really wanted to try. So we sat there and we had this bullshit meeting with them and said, hey, surrender everything and if you don't it's on you you know what they're going to say i mean so like you're going in there and like what is the most what is the most that we can say that they're going to say no to like add on add hey everybody like oh no whipped cream all right add that on there never have whipped cream ever again that's fucking it's 100 percent true and and then whenever we have whenever we think about the japan we think about these never giving up surrendering people that have so much pride that they would rather kill themselves the entire country did not feel that way like, yes, they believed in an emperor. Yes, they had their rights. Yes, they had their rule. Yes, they had their own opinions about their the fucking conquest that's going on in you know Europe and, and, and on their home turf at this point in time. But we didn't give a fuck. We didn't care. We went in there and we said, hey, we have this new fancy bomb. They don't know about it yet. No one knows about it yet. Germany was trying. Russia's now trying. They don't know about it yet. So we're going to make these bullshit bullshit rules that they have to give up that they have to surrender that they have to do and follow by or we're going to just nuke them but they don't know about this bomb so we say all right if you don't want to sign it guess what that means total annihilation japan's like fucking bring it you're already on our turf like mongolia tried a couple years ago they got fucking smacked away we have spirit we have we have spirit and we have pride so what didn't america do we got in the enola gay and we dropped the fat man and little boy and showed the world not only after that not only did japan suffer the first two nuclear bombs but they also suffered under the hydrogen bomb which was only a couple years after the nuclear bomb we dropped the hydrogen bomb which is a thousand times stronger than a nuclear bomb more radiation more damage more devastation we dropped that a couple miles off of japan's coast it affected people it hurt more people it the look into the lucky dragon five incident that was the incident that record they saw the blast they saw the blast they were affected by the radiation and it fucking killed them it killed them 
It killed the fish life. It infected fish with radiation and infected the locals of the islands that were nearby with radiation and it killed the crew of the Lucky Dragon 5. Look into it. It is a great story. But America is not the shining star and the shining example into freedom that everybody has always been protesting about. And it's fucking sad. That's why I love World War II because there's there are no heroes in that fight. Yes, we beat Germany. Yes, we fucking knocked the, the Nazis into, you know, the Nuremberg trial. And yes, we hung a lot of fucking bad people. But we are just as culpable. We did it in the name of pride and to test a new toy out. That's how I remember American. in high school, I was reading I was reading some book. I forget what it was, though. It was talking about Germany as they were they were doing the uh, the, the Blitzkrieg over over London. All but the they meth were, that they fucking smoked. Well, yeah, but they were also all their oil was was BP oil, British Petroleum. It just came down to who was paying who. But mm-hmm. you could have cut off Germany pretty good if you were like, oh, you know what, no more oil from here. But instead, it was like, go? well, we'll take the pound. Go, yeah, you, know, you buy the oil and you're going to go fly your planes. But as London is just getting bombed over and over, but it, it all comes down. This we were talking about before, though. The government does not care about you. Do the people of Japan do they want war? I don't know what 10% did, 20, 30%, like not the mm-hmm. fucking majority. Like they were still going day to day. They had bills to pay. They had farms to do. They, they are had just families to raise. Like us. They are just yeah, like, right like now, us. Yeah. I don't support any of my dollars leaving right now. Like let's pull our dollars back in and let's see what's happening. Yeah. Like we we send money out to everywhere to either do third party wars, shadow wars, the shit that we do in, in fucking Africa to to topple governments. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, can we pull my tax dollars back in for a minute? Help people out in here, see what's happening. Get a better plan. And then figure out the rest of the world. I mean, yeah. I get it. I get it. This flag that we carry that we're the leaders of the free world. And that's great and all. I'm fucking go America. Go free world. I don't want any worse. I don't want any more people dying. But like at the same time, like figure out what's going on in your own turf before you fucking venture out. Like I'm 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 for I'm for the war in Ukraine. I, I, I hate to bring this back to politics, but like I I think Putin is on a dangerous path. We've got Kim Jong-un and we've now got China Z. So we've got Putin Z and, and Kim Jong-un. They are teamed up. And that's that's the axis of evil right now. That's the axis of evil. But didn't we push them towards each other, though? So that's we part of the problem. We fucking gave them. The, we sat there and said, hold out your hand. Hold out your hand. Now hold it. You guys are best friends now. Yeah. Fucking figure it out. But then as we did that, we were like, how dare they become best friends? How dare they? Yeah. But this, so you talked about you talked about Japan and not giving them an off ramp. But that's the mm-hmm. same thing we're doing to Russia. Now, mm-hmm. is Russia right now? This I have no fucking idea because I'm not over there. I'm not big on. I, I'm not in depth in geopolitics. It seems bad to invade another country. Yeah, I don't fucking know. But also, if you give somebody zero off ramp, if you don't say to Putin and Zelensky and be like, "Hey, Zelensky, you're not getting all your shit back, dude." I don't have to tell you, man. It fucking sucks for you. You guys don't have the army to compete with them. Mm-hmm. Now, as we're dumping billions of dollars, giving them all the shit, which is our third party in here now, like, oh, Abrams tanks. Oh, it's not us. It's actually just Ukraine using them uh, as wherever they're training them or doing all this bullshit. You just keep fucking poking Putin. Not that he should get off scot-free. I'm just saying, what is the offering? What is the dividing stuff up and being like, hey, let's everybody stop bombing each other. Let's stop ruining the fucking world, the country, everything else. Zero of that, though. It is Russia. You need to give up everything. Everything you took and everything that you are, and then we'll consider letting you still exist. I agree. That's not realistic, though, mm-hmm. at any time, let alone in this modern world. Right. Well, they're sitting there going, you know what? You cut us off, and our our economy actually got stronger after you cut us off. After we we had become resilient, we did. You people are the became, one who are fucking struggling. We became independent, or they did. Yeah. 
They became independent and then they they match up with China and India and then they have bricks and everything. And it, it you know, it almost seems like we're being taken down from the inside because hey, who knows who's getting what kickbacks? Yeah. So God forbid that we want to hand money out to Ukraine. Like, okay, maybe I'm on board. Ukraine should defend itself. What are we gonna do? Rand Paul goes, I'm not voting for it until we have an accounting procedure. And then people are like, put you a Russian apologist? You're a Russian apologist? You're not give them money? He's like, I just want to know where the dollars are going, man. Like, we can do whatever you want. Who's going to control the dollars? No, no, no. They do. You, you fucking Russian. How dare you? Now we're billions of dollars deep. And it comes out, they go, oh, we don't know where most of the money went. We don't know where most of the equipment went. We, we don't know. I'm sorry. I mean, we did that in Iraq, too. I mean, in Iraq, I, I hate that we got back on a politics. But who but gets so, rich into that? Who gets? Yeah. It all comes down to it. But it's, it's all the time. It's all government. It's not Democrats, Republicans. It's all of them. It's BlackRock. It, it is. It's who's going to rebuild. Who's going to be there in the aftermath? I yeah, that's, that's all it is, is cause destruction and then come back. I, I am sorry we're so deep into politics. No, so no, you, you no, no, up- no, no, no. This is like, yeah. this is like, honestly, so uh, being a third shifter, I don't have adult conversations with people. I don't, yeah. I don't like that. That's a huge reason why I started this podcast, because I felt like I wanted to be able to, you know, sit around with my best friends, fuck around, but actually have serious talks. Now, 12 beers in my group isn't having those serious talks anymore and it's kind of hard and we're goofing around and it's fun but i don't i don't get the chance and and the people that i do surround myself with are just so hard republicans that they're not willing to listen to any other opinions any kind of outsource or any kind of outside information it's just this is what fox news has told me and this is what is the fact so I, I am sorry that we keep getting into this. I, no, I, it's fine. I, yeah. no I'm, I'm here for your outlet then. If you're fine with it, and you know, we'll see how it goes. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm on board. And it's a shame that if the country's not going one way, like currently a lot of people and even who support the current Democrats are not happy with the way the country's going. That doesn't always mean that you have to keep, you have to vote the other side. Like bring someone else in who's going to go, hey, you know what? We got, God forbid, this, this goes back to the UFO. Why is the government trying to control the UFO narrative now because they can't admit that they fucked up they can't go hey guys we lied in 47 about roswell hey guys we lied about this we said it was just swamp gas you go we don't know what it is nobody wants to say they don't know what it is they have to have an answer but guess what we're all fucking adults if you say you don't know it is but you give us a plan like we're all on board so in 2021 we had the uh raid on Area 51. Do you have any kind of hope for that? I mean, no, no, no. That was, that was a joke. That was nothing, man. There's nothing there anyway. Once you know about the place, it's gone. Where do you think they, they brought it to? So I was talking, the podcast I released today, this guy on Twitter, Ashton, he was, uh, I talked to him. Uh, dude, he was a nice guy. He spoke clearly. His thoughts were sober and concise. Like he was good to go. So in August, I saw MH370 was trending. And I always talk about MH370 a lot of my podcast, and it's the Malaysian flight that disappeared. Mm-hmm. And I I talk about it a lot is because, you know, allegedly it disappeared in the Indian Ocean. Yep. And they talked about that it was the least graft, it was the leaf, it was it was the least covered the fuck like covered area. So that they didn't know what was there. They're like, dude, like it's just the fucking Indian Ocean. Like you can't go out there and, and sit here and, and see what's out. It's it's fucking it's the seas are rough, the, it changes in a heartbeat. Like you can't send ships out there, like you'll get sunk. So it, this is the least covered area. The least mapped area. That's what I'm going for. This is the least mapped area, like in in the earth. I was like, that's fucking crazy, man. Like I would assume it, it just never clicked to me. Like I just never thought of it, or I'm dumb, and probably it's half and half. But if you are not on a shipping lane, like there are highways in the ocean, and there are fucking back roads that nobody's on. 
And if you are not on a highway, you are not going to be found. And they might not know what is five miles over because that is not where you go. And they just stay on these things. So flight MH370 crashes. They never find shit. They find like 10 pieces. It's less than 1%. Debris keeps coming up and there's a guy out there. But who's barely. Fucking but it's the same guy that keeps fucking finding it. So it's the yeah. same guy that keeps fucking finding it. So I see MH370's trending. And I, I run across this guy, Ashton. And he's posting these videos. And they, you know, so I, I interview him. And this, this is fucking crazy, man. So this disappears in March 2014. In early April... It's five days after it disappears. Uh, I forget the day that it disappeared, but it's five days after a video comes out and it shows, uh, you know, it, it shows, and, and I forget how it's shot. I'm sorry, guys. It, this is how I trick you into going back and listen to the last episode. You know, you have to go back and, and do it. I forget how it was shot, but it ends up being a spy satellite is shooting. And within 72 days, there are three videos out and it shows the plane flying at low altitude hours after it was lost and ends up being a, a US spy satellite. And the one guy's recording off his, his Citrix desktop, like he's logged in and recording off of that. And you can see it's like cropped out. So Ashton's telling me, he's like, oh, there's a Predator drone over here. You can see that other satellite here. They cropped all that shit out. And he, he tells me how he found all this stuff. So I'm a bad storyteller here. Anyway, there are three UA, UAPs that triangulate over the front of the, of the plane and they're spinning around. And it fucking creates a goddamn portal, man. And the plane goes through it. So normally I'd be like, okay, you know, that's that's special effects. Like this is 2023. No, this video came out in 2014. Then there was three videos that came out that showed they were able to match it up, all the cloud cover, all this stuff. It would be very hard to get down to that detail, right? So also this happens 10 years ago, about nine and a half years ago. All you need is the plane to get found. All you need is a wing to show up and this video is bullshit. Well, guess what hasn't happened? The fucking wing hasn't showed up. So Diego Garcia Air Base is out there in the Pacific. Apparently, that's like the new Area 51, he's telling me. So this is right near there. The UAP show up. There's a black hole, a portal you can see like in the video. And, and then the, like the thermals come out, this flare. So you can see the UAP, UAPs are actually uh, like sucking energy away and they're flying into cold spots. So they're like kind of pulling energy away and falling into cold spots, but controlled falling, which is kind of like what Bob Lazar said was happening. So again, this is fucking crazy. And this all comes down to like the first videos in five days and the second one's in 72. Like a lot of time to make it. I'm sorry, not a lot of time to make such a detailed video and for it to stand the test of time. So they don't find any of this shit. This one guy finds like 10 pieces of the wreckage. There's no serial numbers on any of the pieces that he finds. Nothing to match back specifically to MH370. Also, the pieces that are coming out, they're, they've been in the ocean for years. They, they're not, they don't have the, de the deterioration. They don't have the growth that they're supposed to have for being in the ocean for that long. So he's pulling these pieces out. So apparently Diego uh, Garcia. So one guy who worked for IBM, apparently he sent his girlfriend uh, a picture and the picture shows up on Reddit and it's all black picture. And it's like, I don't know where I'm at. I feel like I was drugged. Like, I'm really fucking confused. Like, please help me. And it's geotracked to Diego Garcia. Fucking weird, right? So on that plane, it was like 70% Malaysian, 20% Chinese, some, some Indians and some Westerners, India, the country. And the Chinese nationals, four days later, are calling the cell phones of the missing people, dude, they're fucking ringing. If your phone goes dead, what does it do? Guys, right, so you go straight to voicemail. Go straight to voicemail, man. It's fucking ringing on national television for them. How crazy is that? Let me tell you what. I did not know I was going to be fucking going into this, man. This is crazy. This is, I would say this is probably my top two craziest show that I, that I interviewed. And as he's telling me, and I'm like, okay, like I get it. And I'm here. Hey, you want to come tell me your story? I'm on board. 
I'm not going to be rude to you. I'm going to hear like your truth. I hate that fucking mm-hmm. term, like in normal uh, outside terms. But like, if your truth is you saw Bigfoot, come tell me Bigfoot, man. I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, how is it that he's seven feet tall? If you're, I'm not here to, to argue about that. He's telling me all this stuff. I'm like, dude, this kind of fucking checks out. He's on all these Reddit communities for the last couple of months. They're trying to rip it apart. There's debunkers coming out. The more the debunkers are coming out, it's actually proving what it, what is on there. It's like, well, it's because of this. And they're able to show, well, actually that is in there. So what you're saying is not true. So, you know, he's, he's cross-checked me all of this. I'm, I'm not, I don't know all this shit. So I can't go here and be like, well, actually, Ashton, as you're telling me this, the VFX on here is not, but I'm taking him for his word. He's a lot of people in there. My other guy they interviewed is my second episode. I found him on Twitter. I saw him a couple of people. So I started in April, in January, late January, February, I started following him and I saw him years before and I followed him a little bit and I jumped off. I was like, this is a little too crazy for me. I can't do this. So there were these earthquakes in Turkey in early February mm-hmm. and somebody I followed retweeted this guy, the Canadian earthquake researcher. And he is circling on a global map, on zoomed in maps, very small pieces of land. He's not circling the United States and saying, hey, there's going to be an earthquake. He's not circling the state of Iowa and saying, hey, there's going to be an earthquake. He's circling your fucking city. And saying there's going to be an earthquake here within the next four days, and it's going to be a six plus. And guess what fucking happens, man? There's an it earthquake hits. there above six plus, and he just retweets himself back. and And this is over and over and over. So he thinks there's going to be a ten plus on Japan. All these plates are jammed out there, and there are very few large earthquakes. Like there's barely any six plus for like the, apparently the last year plus or whatever, which is very unusual. They'll break somewhere here or there. He's like, all the plates are jammed. And, it, and it's right here on Japan where it's going to break. And it's going to be a 10 plus, And it's going to set it off all over the world. So everywhere's going to have an earthquake. There's plates everywhere. It's going to start Japan. Uh, Alaska's going to set off. The San Andreas Fall. And he's like going through all this stuff. And like, he's pretty measured about too. He's a nice guy. Like he's a nor- he sounded pretty normal. The idea's a little fucking crazy. He sounded pretty normal. And as more of this has gone on, this has now been, uh, you know, so this was April I had him on. This is like October practically. This is six months. Of he is always retweeting himself in the last couple of days of like, oh, picked it here, picked it here. And you can just see where he fucking picked it and and what happened. It is crazy. He thinks for the next year there's gonna be a 10 plus in Japan, which is gonna set off worldwide earthquakes. That is terrifying. Yeah. That is absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah. He's saying the second largest naval base down in uh like Panama is following him. Like he has he has governments following him on Twitter. Trying to figure out where these are going to go, or yeah, or like, they just, just like... know about it. I guess, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Holy it's crazy. F- yeah. What's your What's your favorite conspiracy? I mean, this. I mean, I I can't I can't call this a conspiracy because this guy has evidence, and evidence proves to a point. What's your favorite conspiracy? Originally, so what I got started with was JFK. Like I was a young kid, and like uh... my dad, like JFK, we would talk about it, and then the JFK movie came out. And I mm-hmm. felt like I was watching like breaking ground. I was, I was watching like secret footage, like watching the Oliver Stone movie, you know, and I would read stuff about aliens and UFOs. But the one that I'm most intrigued about, the one that that really has me, what is happening in Antarctica? What is going oh, on? Oh, fuck me. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> like, why is John Kerry visiting? Why is the Pope visiting? Why is Bono visiting? What is happening over there? You know, when they, you know, their land strip they're to, to land the plane, ice. Full ice, full ice, really? and yeah, it's completely covered in ice. And I, I don't know how the fuck they land, but um, 
I was watching a interview with somebody with a scientist that, that regularly goes over there. And from what I understand, it is supposed to be um, only scientists out there. But there have been guests uh, on Joe Rogan, I believe, that have, that have come out and been like, yo, this is this is what we do out there. We, we're testing new new material. We're testing new weapons, new, you know, we're investigating aliens and all this other kind of things. But it's just Antarctica is the most perfect spot to test this shit out because there's nobody there. There is nothing out there. It's just ice and a base. So why the fuck not? Why not dig down? Why not dig down, get closer to the fucking center of the earth where it's warmer and build a fucking base and just go nuts. Do you think there's a flash frozen society, alien society, advanced society in Antarctica? Oh, I don't know. I know that we found bacteria. I know we found quite a few things that we've brought back just for shits and giggles, which absolutely terrifies me. So you ready? There's another one. Here's another one. Mars, you ever see like the face of Cydonia and all that stuff, like the face yep. on Mars and it's all the yep. Cydonia area. So there is a scientist, Dr. John Brandenburg. And in the 70s, they were getting the initial data back. There's a particle, I guess, whatever, after an atom bomb can go off. And we were able to measure our atmosphere before because we were measuring this stuff and it wasn't there. And then after we were testing the atom bombs, it did show up. So it only shows up from nuclear explosions. And then in fucking Mars, according to Dr. John Brandenburg, who was fucking like NASA scientist and all high up, he thinks there was a Martian nuclear war 500,000 years ago. So you'll see stuff with the rover. You know, you ever see like the little statue lady and like, well, it's actually only two inches or there's like little gopher like things. There are like pyramids on Mars, the face on Mars. There's there's there's, this- there's a shitload of pyramids. There's the face. There's so much on Mars. Yeah. Uh, and they I, were fucking I, wiped out from a nuclear war, man. Death. And they said they bombed both poles. That's where the highest, uh, the concentration of of these uh, ions or whatever they are. So it shows that the, that whatever whoever bombed them, it wasn't like, hey, we're bombing Japan to show we're here to win. It was fuck your planet. We're here to decimate. Yeah, wiped out the planet by doing it at the poles. It would it would have taken off the atmosphere and changed the entire climate. How do you feel about uh, NASA using filters on Mars to show its color? It's Dude, that is color. bullshit. That is such bullshit. When I grew up, Mars was the red planet and red the planet. sky was red because the, the soil was red and the sun reflected off of it and it caused the atmosphere to be red. And now you look at it, man, and I don't know, it's a rocky, dry shore. It is that shit's filmed in fucking Canada for Mars. That is not that's not fucking Mars, man. I had a flat earther on Dave Weiss, David Weiss. He actually had a really awesome podcast deep inside the rabbit hole and he covered it. It was hundred uh, hundred plus episodes. Yeah, I, really I, I talked cool, I, I talk to him. He's he's a good guy. He's a good dude, man. He's a good dude, right? I don't know if the Earth is flat. And as I'm talking to him, I feel like all the evidence I brought, you know, he, you know, he always talk about like flat smack. I'll flat smack you if you're going to bring like the ball shit to him. Mm-hmm. I feel like all my evidence was kind of like helping him, but like that wasn't my goal. But so they had Neil deGrasse Tyson was on Rogan, and he he talked about the spin of the Earth, and then the oceans pulling in. It would actually be fatter at the equator, but there's no picture of that. And then there was an article I saw in the Indian Ocean. There was a gravity anomaly. And I'm scrolling through like Apple News and I see this. I'm like, shit, dude, I got to like a fucking Indian Ocean. We talked about that. MH370. I got to read about that. And a gravity anomaly. Like, let's go check this out. And they said, actually, the earth is shaped like a lumpy potato because it's uh, it's just bumpy all around. But there's no picture of that. All we have is the blue marble picture. Blue marble. Like there's a circle blue marble picture that's perfect. So they don't tell us the truth. If the Earth is is 
a pear. Let me say it. I don't care. If the earth is a potato, let me say it. I don't care. But they fucking lie about that. And we talked about Mars and them changing the color is just another way for them to lie to you and then you to disbelieve what you were taught to buy into the new lie. That's Why do you think they make it red? You think it's just them just chasing the... Well, they the, made the it red, red but now flame. it's grayish blue now. Mars yeah, isn't gray. red anymore. It's grayish blue. So where the fuck was the red? Like that was just in our kids' books that we read in, in grade school. I've seen videos somewhere in Canada. It was somewhere in Canada and they, they had this just giant red clay area. And I looked at it and I was like, that kind of looks like Mars. And it goes on for a little bit. And I was like, no, this like really looks like Mars. And, and like, I, I don't... It's it's hard. It's one of those it, it's one of those things for me to disconnect from the the, the lie. I, I'm I'm so brainwashed in this because like I always think about this red planet and I think about the faces and the pyramids and the shit that I've seen that they've been willing to quote unquote show. And it's just it's so it's so hard for me to fathom that Mars isn't red. And I think that's like the the most the government's got out of me for right now. But yeah, but they'll it, show these Mars pictures with a little mountain in the background. And then I forget the place in Canada, but they'll show the exact the same, same thing. thing, but it's just colored differently. Yeah. And they'll bring it up and then be like, well, that, you know, the fucking flat earthers. It's like, well, okay. I also, so we talked about the moon earlier and Buzz Aldrin said he didn't go. I don't know that interview that he said. And There's I see a, a lot bunch. of shit. There's a bunch. I, I'll, have, I'll have to dig, dig in and see. But so I, I think, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel if they went to the moon or not. And now that we lost the technology, it seems a lot more bullshit. I do how think do we, that no matter what- How do we do what, that? How do we lose the technology to go to the moon, but we were able we to have a space progress past the TI calculator, but like, we just can't fathom how to tell chat GPT, figure out how to get the fucking moon, and it should do that instantly. It's fucking bullshit. But people buy this. This is the problem. People buy this. The space station. I'm, I'm going full flat earth here. The yeah, space here station. It. It, it is man's greatest achievement, right? We yeah. have a floating fucking space station above us that does all these science experiments and we send up different countries we have elon musk sending supplies up there we didn't take one fucking picture of the thing being built dude you buy shit at ikea like it's a joke you know like ikea i have 10 parts left over that's fucking true like ikea is like oh all right we packed you extra three and you have 10 extra parts left over you're like well where the fuck does this go i'm not gonna unbuild it they send these people up in giant astronaut suits and they're supposed to take their wrench and put this shit together and it's airtight and airlocked. Where the like that makes zero sense to me. You just fucked my entire world up. I ruined I'm it. Dead at, I'm dead ass. I'm yeah. dead ass serious because I'm just like thinking about it now because it's like one of those things where okay, so we've been going to the moon since 1969. We're going to space, quote unquote, since 1969. You know, 70, 80, 90, 20, 10, 22, or 20. So it's 60 years of going to the going to quote unquote space. I don't think I've ever seen like progress of the space station. And anytime I think about it, I just think about a bunch of tubes. Yeah. It's not fucking there, dude. You can look it up and they'll say they sent like the body of it up attached to like the challenger like thing. But there's also all the like, that's not just the living tubes and you, you have to change shit out. So I, I talk about this. So how did they initially fucking build it? How did they initially build it? How did they, how did they, how did they, how did they get this together that, that I mean, it had to be like a decompression pod, kind of like what they did in like if you're an underwater welder and you're working on an oil ri- or a pipeline going into the sea, like you would have to have a decompression pod out there. But there's nothing fucking holding it. There's nothing holding it because it's floating constantly. You're, you're constantly fucking floating. 
Like, oh my God, this is fucking, fucking me up. crazy, right? Yeah. Did you know that the Challenger, the reason why the Challenger exploded was because of the faulty O-rings that the FLDS church created? Really? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I knew why it exploded. That was it. So I remember I was going to say to you, all right, so you live in Iowa, right? You have seasons, right? You have winter and summer and everything. Unfortunately. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure you probably have a bedroom door that jams a little bit sometimes, like mm-hmm. when it gets summertime. How the fuck do they do it in the space station? How the fuck is that shit not expanding and contracting? multiple times and to the extreme that when you're in the sunlight you're that much closer you're above the like how hot is it and all of your widgets that you have tied in that you've screwed in none of that shit changes your main hatch door is always just perfectly aligned all the time you go from an extreme heat to an extreme cold i mean space i mean you have to think leaving earth's atmosphere breaking that the, the layer that we have breaking that you're you're so fucking hot you have to be hot to get out there and then you get into there and space is just absolute frozen tundra it would expand and then compress it'd be like god and so that's all i want is to prove the flat earthers wrong i just need a scientist (laughs) to get a phone out i need their iphone they send that shit up there send send the twins send those two guys back up there gifford's husband Mr. Gifford and then his his twin that had his DNA changed from being up there for the world record. Send them both up a little iPhone and do it. Give me a 360 and show me the earth from there and what's I, happening. I had to they explain. I had to explain to a coworker about how uh, being in space for that amount of time was devastating to your your body. I was like, when this guy comes back to Earth, not only is he going to have a shortened life expectancy. But his muscles from bloating for so long and not using them, like he is going to be a fucked human being. The guy that did uh, David Bowie Space Odyssey, he did a, he did a cover of Space Odyssey. I can't remember his name. I think his name's David. It's the it's the astronaut with the the thick mustache. Do you know who I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, I know the picture. Yeah, I don't know the guy's name. Uh, but he 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 was out in space. I want to say for like 10, 10 years. I could be wrong. Uh, he was out in space for ten years, and then he finally came back. He once held the record for being out in space the longest. But I explained to her, I was like, you know, this when he comes back to Earth, he's not going to be the same person. He is going to be a fucking basically baked potato. He's going to be so soft it's not even funny. He's gonna hit Earth's gravity. I'm I'm surprised that he even he's still alive today. Honestly, so you mentioned the Challenger. So the Challenger is interesting. We're we're here for all the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But all the people in the Challenger, like half of them had identical twins. There's also like the other half have a doppelganger that happens to be doing the exact same thing that that person's specialty was. Like you know, there was like an astrophysicist, and he dies, and. There's another guy that looks spot on to him. That's also an astrophysicist. And it's like, whoa, that's a little fucking strange. But that's a big conspiracy. I'm not going to say the government blew up the Challenger and whatever it might have. But then you go to 9-11 and they post all the whatever, 17, 19 hijackers, whatever it was. And they find that half of them are just living in Pakistan. Like, that's not even fucking them. They're like, that's that's me on CNN. That's me on Fox. Like, I didn't, like I'm here. I, I didn't hijack shit. Yeah, they're on there. And you can go look at this, like USA Today articles, all this stuff. They had so the MH370. So I'm I'm talking to to Ashton and are there any conspiracies tied to this? Are are there people on the plane? Like, did they kill all the people? Or like are there some like Chinese people who are like back and they're like posting on Facebook and like you see like, oh, this guy like, picked his life up again. And he said, spot on, the entire crew has doppelgangers 
on Diego Garcia Airbase. Like spot on. They look like them, just aged about eight years older. I was like, what the fuck, man? Dude, we live in the Truman Show. None of the shit is real. Now it's your choice to to believe it or you know disprove it. What are you gonna do? Yeah, the MH370. That's I mean, that's fine. The the hijackers, the 911 hijackers, like, oh, we just found this unburned passport, and here's the other 19 we instantly have. But like the people you're saying that did it, and I'm not saying they hey, you want to say they did it? Great, I'm on board. Where the fuck? Like, you're not gonna update your your data that like these eight people are alive over here, and they're like, I'm not fucking dead. I didn't hijack a plane because I'm still alive. Like, that's fucking crazy. What's your biggest worry when it comes to the government? Oh, it's already here, man. It's, it's AI. It is that we I are... fucking hate AI so fucking yeah. much. Yeah. That they just they just came out that it was a positive that one of the government agencies is creating their own AI to counter the Chinese AI program that's like a social credit score. But like, okay, so all my ramblings for these episodes are going to be put into a file. They're going to be able to... They know my thoughts from like the shit that I Google. Like, mm-hmm. that's all in a file. And it's mm-hmm. going to come down to like, okay, you want to leave your area. You want to fly, you want to go on vacation? All right. Well, you know, sign this affidavit. Swear, like, it's going to come down. It's overreach. My, my concern with the government is overreach on both sides. Like both of them are fucked. You brought up AI and AI is my, my biggest, my current biggest worry. And I'm not, I'm not much of a person that like, you know, constantly thinks about something like this, but this is something that I, I genuinely do fear. Because it is it is constantly learning off of us. It is taking information from us. It is taking information from the internet because it is a part of the internet. So not only is it going to learn and process and learn and process and learn and 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 constantly grow. My biggest fear is something John Stewart said on the Colbert show. He said, My biggest fear is that one day some idiot in a lab will say, Ah, yes, I've figured it out. And that will be the end of humanity because I fear that one day we will put this AI into more than what we have with artificial intelligence, more than Sophia, more than and Brian, more than any of these other synth-like bodies and make it possible for this person or thing, an animate object, I'm going to have to call it an inanimate object, and give it presence. And presence is the fucking the absolute fear so it's already got all of all of our information in its database it's already got everything we say and do into its database what's stopping it from building a uh, replicating machine what's stopping it from building something that's going to not only progress it there was an episode of futurama where bender becomes prescient he finds out how to soup himself up Uh, i forget the term for it but basically speed himself up and he basically becomes a literal fucking god because he has all the knowledge of the world. He's able to replicate himself and make himself better throughout the show. And think about that in real time. If you have an AI agent like Sophia, let's say she they give her legs. They finally they they chop off the, the table that they've glued her to and they give her fucking legs. What's stopping her from building a machine? What's stopping her from replicating herself? What's stopping her from bettering herself? And what's stopping her from multiplying herself to the point where we as a species are no longer needed and we are no longer a necessity? I'm not worried about us becoming fucking slaves to the the, the AI later down the road. I'm worried about us being fucking absolutely pushed out of existence, that we will not be the top of the food chain any longer, that there will be something 
like AI that takes our spot at the top of the food chain. That is we my biggest. We won't even be on the food chain. We're like no, we're non-existent in the food chain. No, because why would we be slaves to the robots? Like you, we have to feed these people. We have to give them clothes. We have to do like all this bullshit. They're just going to recreate. So what's going to happen is, so I was talking to somebody and they're like, oh, well, you know, the government's going to create regulations. The government's so far fucking behind. Like yeah. everything is like Pandora's out of the box, man. It's open. We just had it's a out. press. We just had a press meeting with Kamala Harris where she tried to fucking describe what fucking AI was to an entire room. And I posted it on Instagram. She's like, well, let's start off with AI fancy because it's got two letters. And it's like, are you joking about this right now? It means artificial intelligence, and it means that it's learning off of us, and we need to like predict what it's going to learn off of us. And it's like, lady, do you fucking hear yourself right now? Do you fucking understand the shit you were fucking saying? It's not. Can't handle it. So my no. concern, and I agree with you, my concern is that somebody's going to be so smart and say, hey, we solved global warming, and everyone's going everyone's gonna to applaud. Like, thank God. Thank God we solved this. Thank God. Hey, we solved, we, we have world peace. And they're going to tell the AI, create world peace. Well, what is the easiest way to create world peace? Get rid like of fucking us. ants. That's what it is, man. It's not the ants fucking fighting with each other. They're going to go, you know what? Uh, get rid of the humans. Oh, it's going to go around and hunt us all down? No. It's going to turn off the fucking power. It's going to be so, like, okay, so like you think about it. You think about the world's problems as a whole. We have war with each other. We can't get along with each other. We have religion. We have we have pollution. We have just impending doom that we don't focus on more as a united front as a world because this affects fucking everybody. We are so divided as human people that when we get into the situation, AI is going to be like, you guys are the fucking problem. Yeah. It's just you guys are the reason why this is calculate decision. And it's not going to be like, oh, well, if Brian and Tyler could just talk a little more, they'd figure it out. Like, well, you know what? Lock Tyler in his house and turn his lights off and lock Brian in his house and they'll starve to death in a little bit. And I have zero feelings, so I don't give a shit. They'll just be dead. And hey, that's the problem solved. Hey, fucking our houses are already fucking AI. I mean, they're getting there. I mean, we have we have artificial intelligent houses now. We have houses that fucking we can control from our fucking phones. I mean, what is the stop? They had a server in D.C. crash two years ago, whatever, but everybody who had the Google home thing, they were locked in their house. There was like government officials like, I cannot exit my house because the Google server crashed and my front door is Google controlled. This is, the, this is the problem, man. This is the, dude, I, I, my wife's car got the key fob and it's got the little button you touch underneath. There is, I don't have a fucking key. I do not, there's zero key. So her back latch in the trunk would only work occasionally. Like I would go to the store and, you know, put groceries in there. It would open then I'd get home. And hit the unlock button, not working. Go to the door, hit the unlock button, not working. Start the car, hit the unlock button, not working. Give it five minutes. Sometimes it would work. Other times I'm pulling down the back seat, pulling all the shit out. There's no emergency latch because it's an SUV. So your emergency exit is climb over the back seat, and next thing you know, you're at a door. So I'm going through all the shit, and I take it to the I, I take it to a mechanic. I'm like, man, like I just need this fixed. This is more like a pain in the ass. It's like very much a first world problem. I have a car that runs, but. Like, can you make this dumb? Like, I just need a fucking key. I don't need this to open. He's like, oh, it's nine hundred fucking dollars to replace the automatic sensor thing. That's br- just put a keyhole in there, and I could put it in and open it. Does not exist. Like, they make everything hard on purpose. Yep, it's pain in the ass, man. What's your biggest concern besides AI? We covered that. I was going to say most AI, fun concern. Down. What's 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 your most fun conspiracy? What has you? What's a fun thing to think about that worries you? That in about 150 years, we're going to have an asteroid fucking hit us. 
That's the nearest. Do you, you have any, uh, you know, Nirbu, Planet X, 10th Planet, anything like that? Or like the, the competing star that most star systems have? I look have? at it. I look at it and I see uh, Planet X. I see I see uh, videos constantly and astrophysicists trying to explain how this, this planet is more t- uh, able to terraform to our lifestyles and how we can how we can navigate through this new planet but it doesn't matter because what we're going to do is we're going to bring earth's problems to this next planet and this next planet is going to be just as fucked i think humanity is the most toxic thing to the planet earth and we have yet to figure that out that is my biggest fear is that it just repeats. It's a repeating remainder. So all we do is we just repeat. We just repeat and repeat and repeat the same problem. Even if we have a slightest solution, it just is going to be. Humanity itself is a toxic disease that learned how to talk. And we are fucking everything up as we go for the process of money and our own benefits and nobody gives a fuck nobody cares and it is so scary it is so scary and humanity is so far from being able to be saved that at this point i'm just accepting it's tough man i don't want to take like was like the black pill where you're just like oh dude we're all fucking we're fucked like it's it's over like i still have some hope for things i ate that bitch like 12 years ago (laughs) i think maybe i ate it and i'm like denying it you know we talked about world war ii earlier I enjoy American history, but then you get down to it. Like a lot of it is like really dark. So Very my dark. son, yeah, my son's turning 10 and he likes 9-11. Like they're learning about 9-11. Not like likes it like it's a fucking event. Like, but he like my, my seven year old learned about 9-11 when he was six last year and he came home and he's like, what's 9-11? And I was like, I, I, I don't know how to have this conversation with you right now. Like I've got a bunch of conspiracy videos on my YouTube. You, you can pull up my YouTube right now and it's just a bunch of horrible stuff that I like to learn about. And it's like, you're not ready for this. You're not ready yeah. for this. And I don't. You have to walk the fine line. So we'll get in that in a minute. You have to walk the fine line of like, hey, man, let me tell you the truth versus whatever it might be. But for 9 11, he's coming home and he's like, oh, you know, he's like, they have like kids' books, man. Like they have like kids' drawings of like people falling. Like, Shut the fuck weird. up. Are you serious? Right. Dude, yeah. I wish, uh, I'm sure I could probably go find it and, and show it on screen for you. Maybe I'll, I'll say that at the end of the recording. Dude, it's, I was looking, I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Like this is like a Bernstein Bears drawing of a guy jumping off a building. Fucking crazy. So I, I guess it's Disney. I came, I came down last Saturday or Sunday. You know, usually I'm up at the latest, like 7 a.m. during the week, a lot earlier. Weekends, hey, get the get to sleep in to that solid seven a.m. But you know, he'll, he'll get up like six thirty. He'll put on, you know, you let him watch some more like fun things. He was watching uh, the Mummy with uh, Brendan Fraser, the Mummy Hell, Two. Yeah, the good one. So, yeah, man, he liked that one. Yeah. So he kept on with the nine eleven series. Like, ah, well, okay, well, we'll see what happens. So he comes down, and I I come down, and he has it on. I, I guess it's on Disney, and there's like six parts to it, and it's forty five minutes to an hour each episode. So I was a freshman. I was in English class, eight o'clock in the morning. I guess I had a break. I remember like, kind of coming home and hearing the radio. Preston and Steve, local in Philadelphia, they're talking about, they're like, oh, a plane like hit the building. And I get home and I, I, I guess, I think it was on like CNN at the time or whatever. I definitely was probably watching CNN at the time. And I put it on and I just fucking was glued to the TV for like the next multiple days and watched it. And very fucking sad. Like, obviously very fucking sad. All that shit. Besides like the building seven stuffing into that another time. Very fucking sad. We were seeing the TV. So we're watching this documentary, man, and I've never seen most of this footage. And it is the firefighters 
gathering in the lobby of, I guess it's Tower One, whatever that was hit first, right? Whatever tower was hit first, they're gathered in the lobby. And then they're just sitting here and you hear, boom. And they're all kind of looking at each other like, what the fuck was that? And you see people like, hey, what was that? What was that? Boom. And they're like looking around like, what is that? Boom. It's fucking bodies hitting. And they all fucking figure it out that they're like, uh, that's people jumping. And they're all down, like trying to get to their game plan. And you just see like the dead looks in their face. Like at least there was like some like, hey man, this can be like an exciting mission we're on here. Like they just thought it was like, the one plane and like, hey, this is like, we're here, man. We're firefighters. We're going to climb these 77 stories and get up there. And then you start hearing that fucking noise and all the adrenaline, all of the, all of everything, you know, it's like the fear, uh, dude, it's fear, dude. It was, yeah. They were just like, holy shit. Like it is so bad up there. People are just fucking jumping. And this is on the goddamn Disney program. So we made it through like 30 minutes. Like, hey, man, like, yeah, yeah, turn this off. Like, we'll talk about this in a little bit. But like, it, it's nuts. For, he's just looking at it as like a historical aspect. I would look back at World War II. And I'm sure growing up in the 80s, there's people who served there like, hey, man, your interest does not reflect the shit that we were in. Oh. I don't know. It's just a weird story I had for you. I don't know. No, it's it's uh, it's a hundred percent the same with with my situation. Uh, my my six year old came home and he's like, "Yeah, my teacher told me about nine one one." And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking?" If you about, call man? them, don't let them in the house because they can search us. Do not let them. Yeah, in. <laughs> yeah. I've got I've got weed upstairs. Don't we're in Iowa. Don't don't let them come in here. Like fuck fuck off with that. And, and like, what are you? Like, like, are they teach me. Yeah, he, who the fuck is talking to you? I need to go to the school right now and yeah. figure out who the fuck is talking to you. But he was like, no, it was like when the buildings fell. And I was like, oh, you mean 9-11? And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, are you fucking serious? My 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 kid's second grade teacher is teaching my son about 9-11. I'm not mad at the, the school curriculum because that's history. But like when I had to sit down and, and show him the the news feed of 9-11, I didn't bring up the, the jumping bodies. I didn't I didn't ju- didn't mention how many people died. I didn't mention anything. I just sat him down and I said, this is what I saw in third grade when this happened. This happened. And when it happened, I didn't understand. And I know you don't understand right now, but one day you will and you'll understand how fucked the world really is. And I mean, obviously I paraphrase. I said, you know, you'll you'll understand how messed up the world really is. And he watched, I, I want to say about an hour's worth of content about 9-11 with me. I think what it was was the teacher's dad was a firefighter and he died in 9-11. And I think that's what it why she had such like a strong affinity to teach these small children about 9-11 but like when it when it happened and he asked me about it it was like one of those things where it's like i i almost don't know how to talk about this because it's it's so gruesome it's so fucked did our government have a hand in it is that something that i want to talk about it, it parenting is fucking hard man. you're like i want to tell you the truth Oh yeah, dude. I I, and, I wanna, but like I, I also be... want you to be normal and like just live your life and just be happy. But dude, at that age, like I get that the teacher like you didn't learn about the atrocities of World War II in first, second, third, fourth grade. And I get that it's like a national event and no. it's close in time to happen now, so you're you're tied to it. But like maybe we shouldn't get into these kinds the, of issues. the weeds. Yeah, like, get into the weeds. Uh, uh, 
okay, hey, 9-11 Remembrance Day, everyone like bow your head and you know, and, and they want to understand they want to understand why this day is so important and why 9-11 what happened and like whenever I showed him I, I I the the first video I showed him I said I will show you what the world saw when it first happened and the best video I could possibly show you was the Regis Philman show and him and Kelly were getting ready to start the show and they stopped and they said some travesty just happened and we're going to show it to you now and it was the north building and it was on fire and you hear the the crowd gasp and they're like oh my god this is downtown like this is in the the, the city that we're living in and you see the second plane hit the south building and it's like this is on purpose and you hear the crowd freaking out you you see regis like trying to hold it together as like he fully understands that people are dying and I, sh I showed my son that and I was like, I don't know how much more I'm willing to show you because this is like, I don't know how much our government has a hand in this. I mean, obviously, the deaths are real. 100% the deaths are real. The the travesty that happened, 100% real. But it just, I, I don't, I'm not ready to talk to somebody that's six years old to, to talk about conspiracies. And whenever he is ready, like, I will be able to sit down and talk to him about it. But like, Today, I, I, mean, I today. did give my son a little. I gave him a little nugget though when he was bringing it up. I was like, uh, "All right, if it comes up in school, say something about Building Seven. Just you brought little, this up. You brought this up before. So what is what is Building Seven? What is Building, building Seven? seven? So, I, is, so I know about the seven, Pentagon. I know about the the Twin Towers. Oh, what is Building Seven? Building Seven collapsed at five p.m. on nine eleven within within the World Trade Center complex. Mm -hmm. So there is a BBC reporter. And it's like 4.45 and they're like, oh, and Building 7 has just collapsed right now. And it's right over their shoulder. It is fucking there. It did not collapse. And so we just got word that Building 7 just collapsed. And I forget the guy who owns the complex at the time. And he he just happened to refinance at the time and added terroristic insurance liability to it. And, it, and there's a lot of deep, dark stuff with the guy who owned the whole complex and what was going on in it. That, that all of Building 1 and 2 were filled with, with asbestos. And they would have to rip it all down. It was going to be like a trillion dollars to do all this stuff. But he has happened to re-up his insurance policy and all this shit just happened a month later. So, but that's fine. There's this guy, the guy that owns it. He's talking to a, a firefighter and, you know, a, a captain and somebody with authority. And the news is there watching them. And they're going there and they go, oh, yeah, building seven. Okay. Yeah. And there's a fire. You can see a little bit of a fire. And and this is before the the the, the planes hit. This no, is, one, and two, one and two hit. They they hit what like eight fifty six like nine oh five and they crashed at ten 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 or whatever it was. This is five p.m. So it's seven hours later, right? Seven hours later, building seven collapses. Within there was Rudy Giuliani's headquarters. It was there were Secret Service buildings. There were IRS services within there. There like there were top echelon things all happening in there. This was Rudy Giuliani's emergency response area. If anything happened in New York City. So I live in New Jersey and Trenton is the capital and Ewing is next to Trenton and it's the state police building is there and the department of health have, has their main building there. And at the state police building in Ewing is where governor Murphy, all oh, the governors have it. It's called the, they call it the rock and it, it is this secure building. You have to like get scanned in again there, but it just has like the screens, the Jack Bauer area, all this stuff, but it is not in downtown Trenton. For you to have an emergency response thing in the world trade center complex, which was bombed in the 90s in, in the basement like just seems a little fucking odd to have like your eighth floor place like you'd want to get away from the action so you can see things clearly 
and and like what are your biggest targets? So that that's where it was. Anyway, building seven, 445, there's a news reporter. Hey, this thing just collapsed. It was still there. They have the owner of the World Trade Center complex. He's on there talking to the firefighters and he goes, pull it. And the firefighters, yeah, yeah, we should pull it. All right, you want to pull it? Yeah, yeah, let's pull it. Pull it. Just pull it. It's going to come down, pull it. Minutes later, the building comes down at free fall speed. All right. I had I had a mechanical engineer come on my episode, Tony. He comes on. He's done a bunch of interviews. He he was on uh, Geraldo Rivera, but when he had his own show before he was political, he was on there, went over all the shit. He, he works with 9-11 families. The, the NIST, the National Institute of Science, Technology, whatever came out and talked about how all the buildings came down and it's the pancake effect that came down and brought the Twin Tower 1 and 2 down and, and it wasn't controlled demolition because obviously it was the, the top third of the building brought down the bottom two thirds, which, which doesn't fucking work according to my guy. He comes on and NIST is like, oh, this fire knocked the beam off. The, the tower off one of the, the one of the radio towers is 130 feet tall. It fell and hit the building and, and knocked one of the beams off that was like in the middle. Well, he's like, oh, we did an analysis 300 feet apart, 130 feet, which wouldn't reach that way. There's no fucking way that this building would have free fall speed collapsed. And you you can watch up. I'll, I'll show you a thing afterwards. It's fucking nuts, dude. This thing collapses. That was the third tower. No plane hit it. Nothing at all. There was a fire that was put out hours before this comes down. This is one of the main thorns in, in the legitimate 9-11 discussion. Like, okay, Tower 1 came down, Tower 2 came down. The Pentagon happened to get hit right where the accounting department was that was looking for this $5 trillion that was missing that Donald Rumsfeld talked about in an interview the day before. It happened to be just at the exact same spot in the Pentagon that they that they would have done this accounting information. And also when CNN ran to the Pentagon, there just happened to be a perfect circle in the building and nothing collapsed yet. And then later you'll see the top collapses down. And they're like, oh, actually, the plane just hit and the wings folded in. All this beautiful stuff just happened that like planes don't just fucking do. Happen chance. Just, just, yeah. But a plane runs into a fucking flock of birds. And next thing you know, the engines are out and the whole front's dented, but it hits a steel building and, you know, it's fucking fine. But anyway, building seven is often not mentioned because it's just fucking crazy to people. If you're like, hey, a, a, a third building collapsed, like, oh, what hit it? Nothing. Some debris, like it caused a little bit of an office fire and there were sprinklers and there was all this other stuff. Oh, what was in there? Oh, all these top, top government offices that would that would have had, you know, maybe any paper trail to what was happening that day. That's nuts. Yeah. So my son, I I did slight red pill him a little bit because we were talking about it. And he's like, he's like, well, how did these planes happen? I was like, oh, well, they were running a training exercise that day. He's like, what? I was like, that whole week they were just running exercises with fake planes being hijacked. And, you know, it was. You know, how would you respond to them? I said, but normally a plane gets hijacked and you you send up you know, an Air Force base F-15, 20 miles from us. F-15, yeah. you fucking blast but, it out of the air before it fucking causes any more kind of damage. Yeah, if, but if the 20 miles from not- us is a major Air Force base. Like they get up, they'll be in New York in 10 minutes. We knew about, we knew about the planes being hijacked before. I mean, before they hit, I mean, it was, it was, it was, we had communication between the plane and us that there was knowledge. At that point in time, we should have blasted that motherfucker out of the air. And the fact that the U.S. government didn't is a huge red flag, huge red flag. I mean, what do we have for Flight 93? Flight 93 was, I mean, we had two fucking F-15s just fucking chilling next to this fucking plane, ready to shoot it the fuck down before fucking before the the crew was like, we finally got a hold of it. We're we're, we're crashing this bitch. Yeah. So, well, you know, and allegedly for that, too. I don't you know, I don't know. They had a lot of come out about the cell phone technology at that time. And then people were called like all that stuff is like 
Yeah. I just don't understand how that's not the giant red flag. Like if the technology doesn't exist, how did you make that phone call? Yeah. All of the fucking people on the plane. Yeah. I don't that's super that. sad, but it's it's hard to separate the emotional attachment. Like you're in third grade, you know, you're talking to your son about it. You're, you're emotional about it. I live in, you know, I, I, I'm a suburb of Philadelphia, but like I can get up to New York in two, two and a half hours. Yeah. You know? So there's a lot of people in my area. A, a woman I'm friends with, her uncle was a pilot. I don't know if he was the main pilot, but he was a pilot on the plane that crashed into the towers. Now, like, I'm not going to sit here and fucking tell her, like, boo about the shit. Because, mm-hmm. like, she doesn't give a shit. Like, her uncle's dead. Yeah. Like, does she care? Like, like you know, like. Whether, yeah, regardless of if, if, if it was conspiracy or not, these people are right. actually dead. The equation ends up and her uncle is dead. Like, she does not give a fuck. Yeah. You know, and that's like half the area around here. It's just like, I don't give a shit. Like, I know somebody who died. How Let's do you feel they, about they, the make the emotional to it good how do you how do you feel about titanic so titanic i heard some of those stories one you know i was ready amazed to about? fucking battle about this let's go yeah. so but no uh what i was amazed about was that titan uh, submersible that uh exploded earlier in the year mm-hmm. i had no idea if you showed me a map and told me where to put the titanic sunk at i had no idea it was so fucking close to new york like they almost made it it is really close to being off the shore of new york is it really? It really is. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. I, I was amazed. Be, I just, that part, I it didn't was know three about. quarters of the way across before it sunk. And they just so happened to hit an iceberg. And they hit, yeah. So do icebergs go that low? Like, I don't fucking know, man. I don't know what the climate was then. We had a mini ice age, apparently. And so, like, I, I work in Trenton. So Washington Crossing is up there. And they make this mm-hmm. whole great thing about him on the boat and like he's getting through the ice. You know, my younger days, I probably could have threw like a Nerf Turbo football across from one side to the other. Like, it's not that big of the Delaware up there. It's not crazy for him to go on a boat. And he's like, oh, and there's supposed to be a mini ice age. It's like, I kind of get it. But also, he wasn't rowing across the Mississippi that was raging. It was mm-hmm. so th- there's a little bit of a story that goes into this. So, me, uh, how do you feel about uh, the Olympian and the Titanic being swapped? Like the sister thing. So I've seen some things about that and like the insurance scam they were going to go for it. That's my favorite conspiracy. Yeah, no, I uh, I enjoy it to to talk in detail about it. You know, I don't know so much. I I've seen it, and you know, I I think that's interesting. So they had one ship that was overpriced, over oh, the Olympian. The flaws. Olympian was a ship that was it's it's older sister to the Titanic. The uh, the Olympian was ready to go. It was it was pretty much at its end. And then we have this beautiful class line ship that looks just like it. And I think there was like a couple, I think like two or three feet of difference between the ships. Now, the owner had his own room on the ship. That is important detail to remember. Titanic or Olympian? The Titanic, whenever it was doing its maiden voyage. Yep. So we also had some very important people. His business partners, the owner of Hershey. fucking goddamn everybody everybody that was important to his i guess circle i guess connections to people that were basically business rivals put them all on the ship we have this giant insurance policy on this brand new ship that's that has like 40 different fucking halls that's supposed to survive this fucking journey you have a captain that's supposed to be paying attention the entire time and you're gonna go ahead and tell me that they didn't take the old ship, give it a nice new little paint job, rename it, but say, you know, this is the Titanic. Everybody get on it. And then the owner of the ship who has his own private cabin 
and his best friend, the owner of Hershey's, they last second pull off the ship and then send that bitch out to sea and then watch it sink. Not only are they sinking their competition, they are also being fucking rich off this bitch. And And whoever created the Federal Reserve, right? It was everybody who was opposed to the Federal Reserve was on there. And then they had no opposition anymore. Exactly. I'm not against hits. I'm not against, you know, mafia hits, government hits, business people hits. It's easier to do that. It's easier to buy people off too. You know, are they going to arrest Milton Hershey? Are they going to arrest like, you know, this guy has schools out here. You know, Hershey Park is two and a half hours from me. We're talking about going there in like two weeks. Like we went up there and did the whole Hershey tour. This Mm -hmm. dude like failed chocolate man, failed chocolate man, failed chocolate man. And then like instantly schools, 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 built Hershey. It's like rich and crazy. Billionaire. And he's he's got all this stuff that's tied to him. It's nuts, man. That's my hands down favorite yeah. conspiracy. I fucking right. love learning. It's about sad stuff. though, you know that it's like that. But like, why wouldn't they do that? Like they had they had a sunk because the it the original sense. ship was was not like seaworthy, right? The Olympian was on the verge of being retired, and later, so whatever happened to the Olympian after the the Titanic? What happened with that? It was scrapped. It was scrapped. You after, can look it up. So the the brand new ship, the the Titanic, mm-hmm. was scrapped. It was after scrapped. That? Was okay. scrapped. Yeah. So it is it is you can literally look this up on Google for the listeners that are that are tuning into this right now. Uh you the can, ones that are still here? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, after all of our man. conspiracy <laughs> bullshit, after everything, uh you can look up what happened to the Olympian class liner ship that was sister to the Titanic. It was called the Olympian. I, I can't remember the type of cruiser it is, but yeah, you can look up the Olympian. And you can find out that the Olympian, after a few years after the Titanic quote unquote sunk, they scrapped it. It's too close to, to call, you know, to be like, yo, this is 100% what happened. But this conspiracy, it like it calls me, man. It's one of those things where it's like, dude, there is no way you can be that negligent towards a ship, towards thousands of people on it and have all your competitors on this ship. You pull yourself and your friend off this ship just to watch this fucker sink and make millions of dollars. But the problem with that one conspiracy is the payout. They had to pay out the families that lost loved ones during the ship sinking. Yeah, but the payout for them to create the Federal Reserve and everything you're going to go on the back end is worth it. Mm, it is so worth it. There you go. Yeah. I was going to say that is the one flaw to that conspiracy. And everybody, everybody's like, well, what about the payout? And if you look at the payout, I think he ended up sinking like uh, $180,000 into it at that point in time. You have this ship sink and it's like, well, we have the, the Federal Reserve now. So what's the trade off? couple yeah. thousand lives for current situations. You know what? Also, all those people in steerage at that time, like they weren't worth anything. Like lives no. weren't valued. Like you were just like, no, okay, you're no. a lower you, class citizen. That, like we'll give you 10 bucks. That ship was lower class. Uh, yeah. The majority of that class or ship yeah. was lower class. So if you had a whole family or, or who's going to, you're back in England. You're like, oh, that was my grandparents. I, like, I should get them. They're like, uh, okay, go hire a lawyer. Well, I have no money. I'm like, well, okay, there's no pro bono. Fuck you. Yeah. You know? Hey, so with the Titanic, did you ever hear about the story of the Titan that they wrote in the 1800s? Did you ever hear no. this one? The late 1800s? So this guy wrote a fiction book about the Titan. Uh, he wrote a, a fiction book called The Titan. And it is the exact same story that then happened about 25 years later to the Titanic. Was It, it was a luxury Logitech, liner. Was it Logitech based? 
I don't know what that is. That, is that a joke? It was the <laughs> controller they fucking used. The oh, controller Jesus. that fucking no, died. No, so the, this goes back to it. This goes back to it. So we're, okay. anyway, I'm sorry. I was, I was like, this is like fine. A, no, a I'm totally joke. there with you. <laughs> so uh, they wrote this book to tell you, and it was a fiction book about a luxury liner sailing out from England to New York, and it hits an iceberg, and like all the fucking people die. And then 25 years later, this happens. Then, what is it? 80 years later, the submersible is named the Titan. Dude, full circle, mind blown, right? <laughs> Name Titan. Fucking crazy. I fucking Dude. hate coincidence. Would you chalk that up for coincidence or would you would you say that that is on an on purpose thing? Because I mean, we did, we, they, there were what, like five, five lives lost on that, that submersible. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's very sad. They lost those. I would say it's like the synchronicities where like things line up, like just like a little too perfect or, or are we in a simulation? I fucking just, love that word, though. Yeah, Synchronicities. Beautiful word, man. Beautiful word. It is, I, don't, I think it's just a hiccup in the universe. I'm not too sure what it is. I'd like to think we're more than a computer program. Sometimes I'm like, are we? Like, I don't know. Like, the, the same stories get played out, but with like different people. And then you see this, and it's, and it's just a little, it's a little fucking weird. Are we over Newman? What did you say? A repeating number? What was hold on? What was the what was the word? Are we in a, are we in a simulation? Are we just a part of a computer program? Are we are we that? Are, are we that avatar? Are we the are we the simulator? I think we're just more than that. I, I, I'm going to keep running out, yelling out synonyms until you agree to one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you want? I mean, please pick one. There's I believe the 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 repeating pattern. Uh, I think yeah. that. Uh, do you believe that we are a repeating pattern uh, when it comes to our souls? That we are destined to the same destination. No. So this is something. This is something I picked up from Duncan Trussell's podcast. And I don't know if you ever listened to Duncan Trussell, but he's a comedian. He's been on Rogan. And but he he's like super hippie, but like also stoner and you know, mushrooms. So he, he's also like one with the earth type of thing. He also happens to know like everything about every religion and can just spout off on it for hours. And some of his guests do the same. He has he also has like dick joke comedians and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he had one guy on here, or or was his thought, but it came down to we're soul families. And what, it, what that is are the people that you love, the people in your circle, the people close to you are meant to be there for a reason. Like, I can't imagine, you know, like the whole like soulmate, oh, that's my soulmate. Like, I find that to be like a little dumb, but like, like my kids like mean the world to me and more. My wife means the world to me and more right there. I feel like that has to mean more than we are a meat avatar for our soul, or this is meaningless and I'm just here to live and just to die. Like that we choose to come back here as a soul family, interact with whoever. Now, I would say that my my wife and my children are, are I feel much tighter about them. So we're always finding each other? <laughs> I that- think that. I think the people, one, I think that no interaction goes without purpose. And I think the ones that mean the most to you, like that is your, that that's your soul family. And that's going to be there forever. And now you might go back to the great light in the sky or God or whatever it might be. And then you choose to come back down here whenever that is or however that means. And like you come back. But like I I just find it it's tough, man. I don't I don't know if you ever had like, you know, loss in your life. My my neighbor, three years, great dude. I would see him every day. He was he was on a corner house and I was right there. And he had he had two young girls that matched up with my kids' age. And then he had a baby. They moved to go to their house a week later. Dude's in his young thirties. He dies of heart issues. Like fucking heartbreaking, heartbreaking for their family, heartbreaking, like heartbreaking for their family. I can't even like like the the things that I felt for loss for like my friend, like don't compare like to that. Like it just doesn't seem fair. Like that guy wasn't just alive to be a nice, good person. 
He was like active in his church. Like he was like truly like, I like to think I'm a good person. I'm I'm working on being a better person all the time. This guy was like, I wish I could be him. Like that's how good of a person he was. And for him to to pass away like that, like that just doesn't seem like that's the end of him. Like that that would cheating the world. I think like cheating like the system. Like I just think that's like bullshit. Do you place blame on anything or anybody? Other, I mean, with this with this person, do you, with this yeah. person, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. He he didn't like do for, like you know, he'd have a beer on the weekends or whatever, so it wasn't like a substance abuse or anything. No, like I I don't know. Like I also don't know his full like health history. Like, I'm, I'm not part of his family to like know all of that. But like you know, we got the outcome at the end. I, I just don't think that shit's fair, man. And I think that's also like with your family, like when shit happens, or like you see like a child like pass away in a family, like that shit's like and not like why is why is this right? Happening? But like it has to be like bigger. It has to be. Either like you chose to come here to experience that or like, oh, I already led the good life. I already led the Elon Musk billionaire life. I need to come back and feel what it's like to like be a human. Right. And like, you know, you hear those like, you know, those rumors and conspiracy. You can't prove any of this shit, but maybe that's like why like sometimes the aliens come, like they want to feel stuff. Like, you know, you see the grays, they're all the same, like in all the pictures. None of them, you can't distinguish one from another. You don't know who Bob is from Sarah, from from Dave. Like they're all the fucking same. Yeah, we're all different. And um, I know it's really sad. I would be very sad if I didn't know my, you know, especially my wife and my kids in the next world. And that's what kind of gives me peace and joy. What about you? You know, for me, I'm a very bleak person. Me, for me, it's it's when it ends, it ends. And I know this is not the best way to end a podcast, but I feel like we have one life. We have one chance. We have one opportunity. So make it count. And I don't, believe in transfers of souls i don't believe in the afterlife i don't believe in there's a heaven there's a hell i believe that once it's done it's done we are here to progress and we have made this imaginary fictional thing to make us feel better about the afterlife and how to live our lives the way we should as human beings and if we pursued that style of living and that gives you fulfillment and that gives you a reason to be good and a reason to get out of bed in the morning and a reason to not be a judgmental prick, then I want you to go for it. I want everybody to go for it. I want everybody to find their reason to live. I want everybody to find their reason to coexist and to 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 maintain a humanity where we can find a way to speak every language. I know this is the most hippy dippy shit I could possibly say, but to be able to find a language to coexist and to, to, to be able to commune together as one, we are human beings. I don't care if you're Asian, black, white, fucking anything doesn't matter. You are literally just another human being on the same floating rock in space. And I just, I just want peace. I just want, I just want, I just want, I don't know how to put it. I don't know how to put it. I just, I just want there to be an end. That is the hardest question I've ever been asked. (laughs) So I just want you to know, you're talking about this floating rock in space. I just want you to know that that rock is flat. (laughs) That's what we take away from this. Tyler, thank you for coming on tonight. I sincerely appreciate this. Plug something. Where can people find you? What okay, is happening? Okay, so you can find me on Men of Misfortune at uh, Instagram. I, I hold on, my my bad. I'm sorry that that threw me off. That that was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Dude. You guys can find me at Men of Misfortune at 
dipouts at gmail.com. That's our email. Don't email them, people. Come on. You can find me at Menemisfortune Podcast, all one word, at Instagram, Menemisfortune on Facebook. You can email us at Menemisfortune at gmail.com. I'm going to be doing a new show, two new shows, one about music, one about Midwestern problems. One's going to be called Scene, as in Music Scene, S-C-E-E-N-E, and Unheard. And the other one is Midwestern Tap. These are all new shows. They should probably be airing probably sometime in January. But if you would like to have a conversation with me, if you'd like to have me on your show or whatever kind of bullshit, find me on Instagram. I'm always there. I'm always available. Brian, this has been one of the best shows I have ever done in my entire life. This is the sincerity and the seriousness of this conversation that Men of Misfortune does not have. We don't have this kind of serious talk. We have we it's all comedy, it's all anime, it's all true crime and bullshit. This is what I live for. And Brian, thank you so much for giving it to me. Open door policy, my man. You're welcome back whenever. I sincerely appreciate it. You could have a third show coming up. This could be the Brian and Tyler show where we just riff and just bullshit the whole time. I don't want to promise people anything. Don't get them too excited, it doesn't happen. But About don't it. be surprised. But thank you so much. You have a great night. I will talk to you later. Brian, thank you so much. All right, man. I'll see you. All right, everyone. That was our show. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. Like and follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date in all things wild and weird. Check out the links in the show notes for more information on our guests. The biggest support you can offer is to tell everyone about the podcast. Until next time. 